Party time, excellent. Welcome to Street Fight, glad you're here. Uh, we are live right now, twitch.tv slash streetfightradio. You can hang out, jump in the chat. Uh, we need you all to call in. That's what we're here for, Sunday night Street Fight, call-in show for the next two hours. Uh, number to dial is 614-655-3887. We will be here to take your calls. And tonight we have very two special guests with us in the studio. Those watching live can see. Very two. <laughs> very two? Did I say very two? You said very two special guests. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. Uh, we have uh, Rax and Sean. Uh, we'll get talking to them soon, but WCRS LP FM is the place to find us here in Columbus, Ohio, 92.7 or 98.3 on your radio dial. Uh, once again, that number to call in, 614-655-3887. And if you want to support what we do, head over to patreon.com slash streetfightradio to get more uh, Holy Boys. The Holy Boys is good this week. Really? I mean, Greg Locke is just a king. That of, video? Of promos. That promo made me laugh. That video, it made me laugh so hard because first he says, some shit about vaccines or something, and then he just yells, "Do not wear a mask in my tent." Yeah, it's like, well, first of all, you're in a tent, so it doesn't <laughs> isn't that, oh, Mr. Fucking rebellious, but boy, he he was so he's he was really mad at uh, Kamala Harris, who, by the way, he just stands on stage and calls her a whore, which is like Jesus, Greg Locke. Yeah, he also yeah. says crap. But then he'll be like, that's right, a preacher saying crap. <laughs> it's not a cuss, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so head over to Patreon to hear that new uh, uh, Holy Boys. It's a good one. Uh, so like I said, I mentioned, uh, I'm stumbling all over myself. Today we have uh, in the studio, Sean from the Antipoda Podcast. Thanks for being here. Hey, happy to be with you. You know him as, as a worker on Twitter, uh, shitster. Uh, <laughs> profound mind. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, and a great podcaster. I, I really loved all your coverage of the um, uh, Zelensky stuff, the Ukraine, all that was like so informative. And like, I was just, I did not have the time to research what I wanted to hear, but you had it. <laughs> you were we the had, shortcut to we, what I was looking for. <laughs> we had the benefit of really good guests, including a friend who is from uh, Kharkiv. So his family is actually in in the shit right now. So uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to all of the great guests on the show. Thanks for the compliments. Yeah, and then uh, in town, uh, in Columbus, Ohio, our wonderful city, best city in the, the states, mm -hmm. uh, is Rax King. Uh, she'll be at two dollar headquarters tomorrow at eight p.m. Uh, doing a book event, and uh, I expect all the street fighters to be there. Uh, also, the host of the Low Culture Boil podcast, uh, one of my faves. Uh, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for putting American cheese in your ramen when I said to do it on my podcast and believing in me. I I trust it. Like I always, there were so many people that said cheese in the ramen. I'm like, I'm missing out on something. I'm one of those people that's like, they got, they're onto something. I'm I'm not turned off turned off by it. I want to try the new flavor. Yeah, American cheese. People just get so turned off by it for no reason. It's good. It melts. It tastes like salt. Like. It's a, it's a national treasure, yeah. let's just be honest. I know. I did a whole affectation of, like, artisanal and, like, fresh and all that stuff. But as soon as I had a kid, 
I was like, this is the only way to make grilled cheese. Yeah, it Like, is. maybe I will slide some Havarti in between <laughs> the singles, but that's the cheese. No I, child wants to eat a nice cheese. It's a no. waste of, like, $8 to try and give, like, Humboldt fog to <laughs> right. a five-year-old. <laughs> right. It's funny, because I, the last time, I, I hadn't had American cheese in, like, a really long time, but I was sick at one point during the uh, winter, and, uh, First of all, this place opened up called Super Smash Brothers, which I was like, that's like a good name for Love a it. cheeseburger place. <laughs> but they're gone now, so I think, yes, it Nintendo, I think Nintendo might have found them. But uh, I was like, I'm going to get that, but I didn't want to eat a burger because I wasn't feeling good, so I got a grilled cheese from there, which I should have just made myself because I think I paid $16 yeah. <laughs> But it was two buns with American cheese in between That's them, my... just crushed. It was three sliders of that. Uh-huh. And it was the best shit I've ever had in my life. And now, I'm American cheese guy now, too. I mean, okay. my ramen has mozzarella cheese on it. Yeah. I, I'm a mozzarella guy on my ramen. <laughs> like the big globs of it or the, the shredded? The shredded. It's this okay. place that makes this thing called garbage ramen or something like that. And it's like That's a real great. ramen joint. They make all kinds of real ramen stuff. I don't get that. I get ramen without soup. And it has <laughs> dry pork, pork, dry ramen, <laughs> pork belly, mozzarella, and a few vegetables. I always get the, I don't get the egg or the mushroom because I don't like either one of those two things. But uh, uh, yeah, cheese we'll, ramen. We'll have to uh, try garbage ramen when we're in town. Fuku yeah, we, we, we can try like trash miso or, uh, <laughs> or scummy minestrone. <laughs> hey, look, if I'm in town, I'm getting the real shit. You like the good food here? Don't eat the food I eat here. <laughs> we, we had one uh, nice meal here in Columbus, Ohio. My first time ever, I think her second. And I went for the full like uh polish sausage pierogi uh sauerkraut thing very happy very schmitz happy with it. we went to it was just this place like right by our airbnb because the because the, the man's choir place wouldn't have us it was mother's day yeah they tried to be like we're just booked solid but there was not a table <laughs> with people at it in the whole place they just didn't I've like never, the looks of us <laughs> i've never been to that men's choir place but i see it all the time and you yeah. know like Right before the the year before the pandemic, me and Brett were touring all the time, and there at that men's choir place, they had a Rammstein tribute act play there with the stuff. The guys like we do sparks, we do fire, we do all the Rammstein stuff. Ooh. But we were on tour, and I didn't get to see oh. it. The tickets were even like expensive for like a. Uh, an act like they were like thirty dollar tickets to go see a tribute act because it's Ramstein and I I'm so mad I never got I didn't see that but I've seen the real Ramstein in my life but uh you know in a small place yeah being in a small place and seeing Ramstein and not really knowing like I don't care if it's really them it's it's like, it they might as well just as been, been them exactly know? I mean it's because right before the pandemic I was gonna buy tickets to see Ramstein in a stadium and uh I just was like I don't know yeah. I, I imagine Ramstein doing a 
cool club shows. Really yes. so yeah. cool. <laughs> That's what we're looking <laughs> for. Down. While you're eating your bratwurst, <laughs> yeah. giving them a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's like really cool that there are these guys probably sitting in their garage, like trying to rig up explosives to play <laughs> at a fucking venue and club. Like it just felt dangerous. Yeah. Like yeah. the whole thing had like a real dangerous a vibe. Why? Why? <laughs> we don't want the great. <laughs> Yeah, I'm seeing a great, uh, great white cover band in a small club. With <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I don't know about paying thirty dollars for a show with pyrotechnics in it, because then I'm like, well, you're not making much money, and you're doing pyrotechnics. You're just like making pipe bombs in your home, yeah, pretty much. And yeah. setting them off in a German restaurant. I mean, that could be entertaining. I'm like talking myself into liking it. Actually. <laughs> yeah, as far as I know, the history, uh, Columbus, Ohio, has a, a deep history of anti-German pogroms. So maybe that's how you start it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. No, I just I know that in World War One, the anti-Germanism. I don't know, man. Anti-Germanism. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I called them Huns, and there were all these German-speaking schools here, and they like would they like threw out all the German books and burnt. Not just here, but like mm. everywhere. My neighborhood is really cool because like I live in a neighborhood with one of the nicest school districts in the city. It's also in the city. I'm like a few minutes away from here, just on the other side of a freeway. And uh, I was looking into why the school district lines are the way they are because we were trying to move into this district so my daughter could go to these schools that we thought were going to be like the greatest thing in the world and they're fine. And, uh, but like I found out that the, the district lines were drawn to not include Italian people. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, and segregation. So. <laughs> That's some eldritch white-on-white segregation stuff. Right <laughs> so they're like, you'll, you'll see it come up a street and then go around a house and then come back down and go around. <laughs> just, just like these fucking Italians. <laughs> and we have the Columbus Italian Club in our neighborhood, so they fucking ended up winning in the end, it's you know? Columbus, how are you going to be anti-Italian? It's been a hundred years ago. It's got Italian right in the name. I love, the I love the Columbus Italian Club because, like, everybody in my neighborhood is like, that's where the mafia stuff's happening. Like, they immediately say that it's a mafia place. And it's like, you don't actually, I mean, Ohio is a mafia place. We do know that. But that's yeah. more a Youngstown mm. situation. I've never met somebody in the mafia in my entire life. See, maybe uh, What's-His-Face was correct to do the anti-Italian discrimination league or whatever. <laughs> oh, the guy from the God... Yeah, the guy who was literally a mob boss who was like, too many Italians have the reputation of being mob bosses. <laughs> what, our, what our organization stands for is, I'm not a mob boss. <laughs> it's anti-Italian discrimination. God, that Meanwhile, show... putting out hits on everybody. That show, The Offer? Have you seen The Offer? No. It's about the making of The Godfather... But it's written by some, it's a, based on this guy's experience. And let me tell you, this guy is the most important person in terms of getting the Godfather made. And he also was, you know, almost killed by the mafia, which it's a really bad show. Yeah. But his psychology, this guy's psychology, the story he's been telling himself, incredible. It's, I fucking it's a love documentary? It. Or? No, it's a fucking acted out TV show about a crank. About about a producer that worked under Robert Evans. 
so Robert Evans is the guy that's famously known as the guy that got the Godfather made. Apparently, there was another guy that was right under Hey, it's me. I'm the guy. <laughs> he, he did all the work and then would go to Robert Evans and be like, I did the work. And for some it's really badly acted. It's not a good show. But for some reason, there is something about this guy telling his story that makes me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so indulgent. He's yeah. wonderful. And he was able to get a whole production crew together to make a series for it. Love it. Yeah. Does everybody say the audio is messed up, Jason? I don't know what it sounds like, but now, see, somebody's working on it currently, I think. I don't know. You want me to go listen to it and see what's going on? No, I think we're fine. I don't know. Everybody in the chat keeps saying, I'll go listen to it. I'll be right back. You guys talk. There's a bunch of you guys. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not on the mic. That's true. That's true. So, yeah, I really enjoy the offer. It is... Uh, Truly one of the crappiest things I've ever seen. But I like crappy stuff. Well, that's a hell of a recommendation. Well, hey, you know. No, you're not really selling it. Anybody <laughs> who knows me, I just did, a, I do a review show of new metal albums. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just did a review of Hollywood Undead's Notes from the Underground. Hollywood Undead, there's a name I haven't heard in a minute. So we give them ratings on a scale of like an infinite scale, mm-hmm. right? Uh, my partner John gave it a zero. I gave it a 35. <laughs> it's the highest rating we've ever given anything and the lowest rating we've ever given anything. And I gave it a 35 because it sucks. It's so fucking bad. I have, I, I've listened to very few albums that bad. Have you heard this before? I've never heard it. I, I didn't like listen, listen to Hollywood on Undead. You know who did is my best friend she was like super into them when we were in high school together and that just didn't i mean you can't be the into new metal guy and it was um, very late on later 2012 yeah and they were doing mass stuff and jumpsuit stuff and yeah trying to do rappy also just like the rapping it's like guys cool it cool it stop it's the 2010s where are they from hollywood hollywood yeah they would do outfits and they did masks, but they did what every masked musician does and took the masks off after a while because yeah. it sucks being famous and not being able to like get into yeah, clubs and shows. <laughs> I believe that every like Corey Taylor from Slipknot did Stone Sour to get the mask off of his face, yeah. so that he because there was this guy. There were so many people yeah. pretending to be Corey Taylor from yep. Slipknot. There was a lot That's of people. Danger. Yeah. Yeah. Danger. There was a guy in Myrtle Beach that went around saying he was Kid Rock for like two <laughs> years that ended up getting in trouble. Was that Riff Raff? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very Myrtle Beach sentence right there. That's just what happens there. And then it's Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor did Stone. I fully believe he did Stone Sour to get the mask off. And I think that like anybody who has a mask, like at some point has to come up with a way to get the fucking thing off of their face because they want to be famous. That's why you join a band. You tied your hand. You're you're, you're committed to the bit and the bit's not working anymore, but you know, get that mask off. There's a crying baby. Holy cannoli. Well, yeah. Our our studio is a wild place. We're (laughs) we're kind of putting everything together uh, on the on the run here, right? I thought we had it, but we're we're Jason's working on it, I promise. I think it's great. 
Yeah, well, it feels good to us. Yeah. We're all it's, having just a conversation. It's so much better now that you're here. Thank you. <laughs> I, see, I see you posted the on air thing on Twitter a little while ago. I think it's charming. A little it's stupid. Joey and Fabrics. You, you gotta, you gotta like click it on and off though when you actually. Yeah, on yeah. Air, it's let people know we're doing serious business. Like, I'm gonna, this is a career we're doing, actually. Yeah. So I'm the gonna, baby crying in the hallway knows whether to cry or not. Oh, that's God. what I'm saying. I'm going <laughs> to go tell the baby, hey, did you see We were working here one night, and we're probably an hour 15 into the call-in show, which we go for two hours usually, and the guy next to us is playing music louder than I've ever heard somebody play music in my... Like, <laughs> I don't know what equipment he yeah. has in there, but it was the loudest music that I've ever heard not at a concert. And I've heard some loud fucking music, but man, I want to know what he has over there. He it seemed like he had the sound system that you would have for a club, like that, that you would have for a concert venue. Uh, it 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 was fucking crazy. What I was he it. listening to? Anything good? Like shitty, like twenty thirteen <laughs> rap, like that, uh, like don't believe me, just watch kind of stuff, oh, right? Wow. Yeah, yeah oh. I like don't believe me, just watch. Uh, I do remember now. Yeah, Bruno Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting it. We're fixing it. Now they're saying it's lo-fi, and it sounds like a leftist podcast yeah. in twenty fifteen. <laughs> so we were doing it back then. <laughs> We did it, yeah. Sound. Hey, we started that bad sound. We even did for a few months. We did one with a high-pitched beep in the background. <laughs> we yeah. do it, baby. Yeah, that's how we do shit. Yeah, I. Uh, so yesterday, I took my daughter to the PSL uh, anti-Supreme Court bullshit pro-abortion protest thing. Um, man, I was really disappointed by the turnout. Like, there were a lot of people there, but I'm just really concerned that people are not taking this seriously. Is it a lot of, like, speechifying and standing around? No. It was in New York. It was just a lot of people. There was no, like, call to do anything. It was just people passing a megaphone to each other and, like, saying oratory and then just walking away. Yeah, uh, this was pretty radical. It was good. They called, like, the government fascists, and they were like, uh, this, we we don't need to, to... donate money and vote our way out of this and all that stuff. I guess next week there's a bigger, like, Planned Parenthood rally or something happening uh, on Saturday. May 14th is, like, a national day of, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. This It was still good, though. We took over the streets. Um, I had my daughter with me, and she's nine, and this is, like, the first time we've ever done this, and she was so fucking scared. It, like, really... (laughs) She grabbed my... Like, when we walked in the street, because that's something I've told her, like, her whole life. Like, don't go in the fucking street. (laughs) We're about to go into the street. Uh, And she was, she grabbed on me so tight. Uh, It was wild. But it was, I was really, it was really nice to be there, you know. I just, it's just annoying to me, all of the people that are, uh, like, think that they can Instagram post their way out of this. And that we can't, we can't just show, like, we have to go and, like, tear the capital down. I mean, dude, it's like uh, the the vote blue no matter who people. Yeah. Right. Shot in the arm from this. Like, those people have been voting so hard for so many decades. And I'm going to vote twice next time. Yeah, right. Like, mm-hmm. you still let this shit happen. It's yeah. Like, uh, and I feel like they're tipping their hands to the point where if we act up enough, they will think twice because that's what we want to do. I mean, that's all we have at this point. I don't know. Brett Kavanaugh's house is apparently a lively party. We we started the show. 
when we started Street Fight, all we said was that a lawmaker should be able to walk around without public protection. Like he should, you should legislate in a way where strangers don't want to fucking throttle you. Like that, like I could, I could legislate in a way where I would not have to worry about that kind of thing. I feel not that I want the power or anything, but I I would simply make good laws. Exactly, I would do laws correctly, and everyone would love me. See, that's the plan. I think if if members of the ruling class like Brett Kavanaugh are not safe at at night, if they if they aren't scared, if uh, if they feel as though you know. There might be consequences for their action. I don't know. Maybe something would change in this country if people like that were shuddering, shaking in their boots a little bit. I kind of want his wife to like have to leave him. I want it to get so bad with people outside the house, just day and night, that his wife just dips. Yeah. And I feel like that's a good method of agitation in general. It's like making someone's wife leave them. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Or husband, as the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, mostly wives, though. Yeah. It's a lot of dudes. You don't think Amy, what's her name? Coney Barrett. Coney Barrett. You don't think her husband should leave her? Well, they're Catholics. No, I don't. Maybe Brett Kavanaugh too. He's allowed to have a household. Yeah, he's in charge. That's his kingdom. (laughs) Me and and Brett, when we first started Street Fight, and this is probably in our first year, uh, they had closed. They one of the first. This had to be one of the first stories we ever did on this show. Uh, They closed. There was a bar in the Ohio State House. And they fucking closed it because people were going in there and fucking bugging the people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So they just shut their own bar down? Come on, man. Yeah, well, they, they might have made it out of it. Fucking cowards. The money yeah. wasn't worth the hassle, I, I guess. guess. I guess not. Dude. I'm sure they made a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I saw the people outside of the Supreme Court, too, were setting up on the day of. I think the, sh- the hard thing about, like, yesterday, the Saturday protest thing, is, like... These things happen, and then they're like, okay, we're all doing it in two days. And, like, just people don't do things in, on two days' notice. No, people have work. Yeah. <laughs> people have stuff to do. Is it, but, like, if you're fighting, I mean, this Supreme Court, Supreme Court ruling allows them to go after privacy for things like you know, teaching your kid a second language for interracial marriages, all that stuff is based off the right to privacy. So if I I think you could be an I was there for an hour and five minutes. And I think you can miss a birthday party. I don't think there's any excuse actually when this kind of stuff is happening. I feel like it's a George Floyd situation. There's just no there's no video for people to be outraged about, but like this is going like no abortions in Ohio is a serious fucking thing. Do you think they would be able to get abortion too? Yes. Yeah, they're ready to do it. They're going to do it, yeah. The trigger law and everything, yeah? I mean, the people in charge are there. They Mike DeWine is, uh, he, he seems sensible, but then it always just ends up being that, like, he gets closer to doing heartbeat bills and stuff like yeah, that, sure. yeah. Well, yeah, it just, we, I, I don't know, actually, what will happen here, but... I just think if there's a conservative outcome to an issue, it's probably going to go that way. (laughs) I mean, that's the direction of a lot of this, honestly. And also the the split between the states. Because we were were talking about this earlier at the Columbus Zoo, which, by the way, absolutely incredible. We got a good zoo. You got a great zoo. You have a koala. An unaccredited zoo, by the way. I just want to make sure. Renegade Zoo. Maverick Zoo. By, like, the Zoo Association of America. Literally, yes. The United Nations. (laughs) They took their accreditation (laughs) away. Because there was some, like, Joe Exotic shit. Uh, 
they're selling animals yeah. to or maybe acquiring animals from some private zoos and but counterpoint it's a great zoo jack <laughs> hanna there's, there's so much jack hanna shit yeah. there and we you know i guess we'll tell you guys since you're in town uh when you grow up in columbus uh every hillbilly that you know knows someone who's who who uh jack hanna fucked this Fucked his wife. Oh, and yeah. Or wooed yeah. them. Or wooed them. You will, uh, you go work in a warehouse within three days, a guy will be like, and then Jack Hanna tried to fuck my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always just a big rumor. And it, like for everybody, because I had it in my, I had said something to Brett when we first met, and Brett was like, oh, I know somebody that said, and then like every other person you know is just like, yeah, it's it's just such a, it's, it's redneck lore. Yeah. It's like how in New York, everyone knows someone who was going to be on the plane that... 9-11. <laughs> someone's cousin or someone's dad. It's never you, and it's never yeah. the person telling you. It's always a couple guys after that person. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um... The only other thing I want to say, I saw that movie Everything Everywhere All at Once. Have you seen that? So yeah. good. So crazy. We, I saw it twice. We loved it. When she saw it the first time, she's like, you gotta see this yeah. movie. And don't look Fucking up anything ready. about don't it. Don't look up anything about it. She's like, you can watch the trailer. So I watched the trailer. I was like, oh, cool. It's like a kung fu movie with an old woman. And she's like, no. <laughs> no. That does not do justice to what the movie is. You just gotta watch it. I said, okay. And who boy was that a wild ride? A I wild seen, I've ride. never seen anything like that. It was mind blowing. It was I like never. a mix up of so many good movies. Like yeah. there were so many themes going on, and it worked. It was it, it it tried to cover like the human existence from like nihilism to like relationship with your parents to like choices you've made in your life. It really captured something in a way that like I've never was, seen before. It was yeah. somehow like philosophical, but also really like frenetic and entertaining yeah. but it yeah. also had like this like soft core to it while it was also like a very like an action-y type movie yeah too. really really incredibly done like that could have gone really bad i feel oh, like yeah. it bad. and but, i don't usually like a real long movie i don't mama does not have the attention sure. span to sit in a chair for a certain period of time i gotta get up and you know, walk around, but i just transfixed from start to finish michelle yo is so good yeah yeah, that one. That's a three act movie. It, yeah, it literally is. It, it, it gives you all three acts. It yeah. sounds like act one, act two, act three. Yeah, I I think that like for me the match it was like the Matrix and Kung Fu Hustle and that Pixar movie Inside Out like all together just really abstract concepts, really funny, and then also funny, yeah. and then also this like weird. I don't know, questioning God of some sort, yeah. like yeah. existence, questioning existence, and, and it like took itself yeah. seriously enough to pose all these philosophical and existential questions. But also, one of the central parts of the movie is an everything bagel. Yeah, that, like spins it's around so in space twee. and sucks everything in. Yeah, like twee, it's, but somehow not like Wes Anderson. It's such an epic bacon thing to be yeah. like. It's I fucked around with the everything, everything bagel. bagel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But they pull it off. They managed to pull it off. They pull but, off every weird move that they try. Who yeah. were the people that made that movie? Uh, the guys who wrote it, it's two guys named Daniel, so they call themselves uh, Daniels. Daniel. Yeah. I forget their last names. They did one other movie, and I also forget what that's called, yeah. so maybe I shouldn't be talking right now. <laughs> I think I'm one of my favorite choices also is that it was like sci-fi, but so soft, which is my yeah. favorite. Like, Philip Same. K. Dick is my favorite, because in under 200 pages, he'll just like 
throw at you some crazy ass idea that leaves you reeling. Mm. In this movie, like they had those Bluetooth headsets on, and I was like, those are really outdated headsets. Yeah. But it drove the narrative because all you had to do is look at the side of her head. If it was green, yellow, or right. red, that was like telling you whether yeah. it was safe or not. So she was able to jump over and over again unsafely, right. and all we had to look for was a yellow fucking right, light. Right, right. We didn't need like a scientist like, oh, the mathematics are off the charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my, my like writing mentor, uh, Tony Talatamuti, he used to call that the Sabob maneuver, like when somebody in a sci-fi movie has to explain something by being like, say, Bob, the such-and-such device works like this, and they have to devote a bunch of like dialogue and real estate to the device, that's when I check out. I can't do hard sci-fi like that. I need to know most of the rules just going in. In that, in, in the everything uh, movie, they did very little explanation of the metaverse stuff, which was the right decision. If they got yeah. bogged down in... How is it really that you jump from one to the other and blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah? No butterfly effects. Yeah, they just presented it. Like, this is how it works. And then you see, like, some representations of, like, digital worlds. <laughs> it looked, yeah, like, like an RPG. Oh, I, I buy it. That's yeah. fine. It looked like an RPG skill tree. You invest in tennis? Do you invest, invest in sushi? Do you invest, like, yeah. Where and do you they have the all, the, all, like, the life tracks of people's lives. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, damn, I probably have one of those. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think about what mine would be, like. Almost drop out of high school. <laughs> yeah. Get a job in a factory. <laughs> right. Community college. Drop out of community college. And I'm thinking about the other one. It's like, do good in high school. Right. <laughs> <Get to laughs> in college. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in the multiverse, intense. there's a very successful me out there who, who doesn't even listen to podcasts, let alone do them. There, yeah, there was also a good theme of like, she was like, she felt like the biggest loser of all of her multiverses, but she was actually the best one. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a, because yeah. we all feel like, like we have so much like unused potential in a way and kind of beat ourselves up about stuff like that, you know? I, I, I feel that way. This yeah. is the best it's going to get. Oh, you <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> You're ready I'm not going to do better at anything in my life. You're ready to take them on. I should have saw that instead of that Doctor Strange movie that I saw. What is Doctor Strange? Multiverse, though. It's about a multiverse. Okay. Multiverse is like the new, I don't know, Matrix or whatever. Everything's multiverse. Now. I don't it's, like the multiverse thing typically. I feel like it's really corny and everything is just becomes about the butterfly effect. I don't yeah. care about the butterfly effect anymore. Rick and Morty kind of ratchets up the level of understanding people have. It's kind of like with, I don't know, video games kind of did that where it was like, there was Minecraft where you could build anything. There was first-person shooters. Now there's Fortnite. You build and you shoot and yeah, you do everything. The synthesis. At, people at this point, we've heard enough crazy crackpot like string theory stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like it, you know, it was a popular at some point. There's a lot of movies uh, about it, and then now it's just like the human brain can handle a multiverse situation. Like your regular eighth yeah. grader. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, that's the about us. It's always like, wow, let's do a. Let's make a movie about the multiverse. Let's make a movie about how the main character could have done so many other types of things. <laughs> yeah. That's all they end up using it for right. most of the time. It's also like really understandable because uh, our tech overlords are in the process of trying to make the metaverse. Like right. this is not this is going from like a sci-fi like abstraction thing to like Zuck literally wants you in there as an avatar. He wants you to buy real estate in his other universe where you like whatever walk around and buy Facebook or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I'm worried about what the calls are going to sound like. <laughs> we'll find out. All right. I mean, if they sound bad, we'll just do a regular show, I guess. Yeah, we have more than enough talkers here. Because it sounds insane. <laughs> yeah, Rex, uh, you didn't make it on Bravo. 
I heard too breathy, too too many words. Oh, you didn't have any. Fuck you didn't me. have any quippy things to say. Like, oh no, that's not acceptable. Listen. <laughs> so apparently, when you do these talk shows, what they're supposed to tell you in advance is you can really only talk for about 15 seconds at a at a pop. Right. But I'm used to podcasting where I can just listen to myself go for an hour plus. Yeah. So that's what I, you know, that's the mode I'm always in when I appear on something. It's insufferable for everyone else, but it's what I do. And I got cut off by fucking Andy Cohen, just coked out of his mind, having to shut me up before I just kept talking and talking. Yeah. Humiliating, humiliating experience. Extremely funny to watch. No, I absolutely identified when you said when I heard you say that because I was like, I would also start with like a, hmm, let's unpack this. Right. <laughs> to answer your question with four more questions. <laughs> when we did. What is this? What is this ask of us? Yeah. We went to the Party World Wrestling in Houston. And he's like, you guys come up and do uh, some commentary. And listen, all I've ever wanted to do is wrestling commentary. Wrestling is on my screen right now. It's on my screen every time I podcast. Uh, we sat down and I just, it didn't happen. Didn't I just work. couldn't fucking do it, man. Ooh. I felt so out. Was out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something about being there in the moment. You can rehearse it in your head yeah. for years at a time. As soon as you stick a camera in front of me, I forget how to understand English. Also, it, it's, it's gone. By the time you got up there, it was like real fuck vibes anyway. Like being in a fucking, in like a studio, a real television studio, everyone's all running around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so Teagan's clearly like the bottom priority. Yeah. As soon as Chrissy Teigen walked in the room, With the person who was like getting me water <laughs> just stopped getting me water. It was yeah. all about like Chrissy Teigen needs seven different kinds of water. Maybe she does, but I just wanted the one, and you were supposed to be doing it anyway. She literally had motherfuckers, or she literally had people, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, go yeah. for it. She, she had motherfuckers with, like, clipboards behind Yeah, she had, like, like a chief down. of staff. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, you're just a guy. You're yeah. just a woman. It's, and to be fair, I feel I'm just a guy, but I also feel like, you know, I didn't really need any handling. Just walk me in there and let me talk for too long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations, you weren't a lizard enough to make it in Hollywood. Thank you. That's actually you. Despite being Jewish, I don't know what the problem is. It takes more than that. (laughs) All right, Ray, jump on these calls. We're waiting on the call. Talk for one minute. Talk for one minute. Um, Let's see. Well, I uh, spent my day yesterday. um, I've been doing DoorDash to, like, make ends meet a little bit of extra money. Uh, but it's so bad. Um, I've heard that. It's it's I've like, heard that too. It's good on some days if it's snowing or like thunderstorming, then people like order food. But when it's nice out, like nobody wants like they'll just go they'll walk, you know. I live with Jake Flores and I see him <laughs> putting the bag on and going off to work. And, yeah, I mean he vibes with it. He puts in his headphones. It and is. Rides around. In New York, people different. are always ordering food. Though yeah. there's never gonna be like a dead time. Yeah. yeah. I assume you do it like in your car, not on a. Yeah, it's in my car. Yeah, yeah. That's but I have a Prius, so it's like I get better gas mileage on that, which helps. Yeah, but the wear and tear on it, they put. Oh, I know. It's not you. worth it. It's, it's not it's fucking just, worth it at all. Yeah, yeah it's desperation. Yeah, and, that's but what it they is drive off of really. I mean, not yours. I'm not saying you're a desperate person. Okay, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> uh, among us. <laughs> yeah, we're, we all are. That's what it's but yeah, it's like uh, I mean the it's. It is, like, I think, better than, like, signing up for a real job, though. Yeah. Like, at this point, like, they, they also, White Castle also is only 13. They haven't gone to, like, 15, you know, in some places. So, 
it is probably better to spend all your time listening to a podcast, driving around, than no, to... When your time I, is, like, almost your own. It's not quite your own. It's, like, dominated by an algorithm, but you can... I'll tell you two lovebirds about this. The sweetest <laughs> thing ever is I see DoorDash people that are riding with their partner. Oh, like, I would so ride sweet. with you if That's you were so DoorDashing. Can we have your little Pekingese in between? Yeah, yeah. yeah. bring nice. the dog, make a day of it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's, like, so sweet because it's, like, I don't want to be away from you. But then you're, like, you think about splitting the income it's like it yeah. doesn't make any sense now yeah. but it is more money that comes in so i'm doing i'm back to my old ways which i used to do this back in the day i'm flipping from the thrift store and from all of the discount places around town Ooh. flipping to just online or? yeah yeah Ooh. just reselling stuff yeah. jeans hard drives fitbits all of it i'm back on it it's a job it does it's it's so i never want to work again i don't know how i did it this whole time yeah it sucks ass if you focus hard enough on not wanting to work it can happen uh, like that's yeah. what that's what me and brian did too is like we had in common it's like we don't want to do real work and we found a way to, right. to make it happen i don't make like a lot of money right. but i make enough money that um, i don't have to go to a stupid place and listen to some dick bags that tell me to do a bunch of yeah. stuff i don't want to do any of that shit the, there's no big promotion for me that's coming up but like i also yeah don't have to deal with like a shitty manager i'm a union journeyman which means when i do work i make a lot of money yeah that's the way to do it um but boy have i not been working a lot lately. i went to the, my first union meeting since before the pandemic and they said that They've only got one foundation, one new foundation in the last six months in Manhattan, which oh, is no. a stronghold. Yeah. So they don't have to use union labor for that anymore, I guess. They used to did when we had all the power, but uh, what fucking happened in the past year? Damn. Uh, it's been it's been a, a while now. I remember oh. when I first got in like ten years ago, we were picketing the first non-union high rises that were going up in uh, Long Island City and yeah. Queens. And who boy, we still pick at them, but there's a lot of them now. It's rough out there. The public infrastructure stuff, we still get 100% of. But, well, I'm sorry. Know. I used to work in a non-union construction office. Well. I just I just needed money. When you, when you were sending the scabs out, it was cute. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, you pulled it off. You did it with style. <laughs> I didn't know the difference. All I knew was that like they posted this job on Indeed and it paid a little bit of money, and I was like, I could make a little bit of money. I love Apparently. a little bit of money. <laughs> Everyone needs a little bit of money. Yeah. yeah, just a touch, just a skosh of money. All right, you can try taking calls, but is there technical difficulties with calls? We're having technical difficulties. We're not. No, it just sounds bad. Oh. To who? The people listening to the show uh, sounds bad. Oh, there's people listening to this? Yeah, so oh, then sure. when we get the call on, which is going to be running through a phone line, I don't know what it's going to sound Jake like. Jake can clean it up. All right, go for it. Nobody, the chat is still there. They're listening. They're, they're commenting. They're trying to solve the problem is what, what okay. I see going on. But uh, go for it. Take a call. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, it's Hank in Los Angeles. Go ahead. You, are we good? You guys hear me? Now? I got you, buddy. I can hear you. All right, Hank. Right. Yeah, that's great. Glad Hank is crystal that, that clear. I, I can't yeah. hear a occasional um, rapid clicking sound. Yeah. But otherwise, it sound, we heard about that. you all sound distinct. And okay. So, yeah, but something's goofy in that room. So, sure. So, Hank all good is now. crystal clear, and we sound like shit no we sound fine there's a clicky though no we don't he said we sound okay but the clicky all right 
Well, on the phone, I'm not even gonna. I, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessing. So, Jeff, what's up, Hank? How's it going? I'm listening to the on hold queue, like the queue feed, not the like streaming feed. So I might yeah. be getting a different signal than the people watching on the yeah. streams. The Just people to, on the know, stream are hearing right something totally different. Yeah, that sounds like shit. Cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, Sean and Rax, it's nice to see you guys. Um, oh, hi. Well, uh, Sunday calls shows. Uh, Sean, uh, I'm a uh, listener of Antifada, and I'm actually one of those people who tried to buy the long 20th century when oh, you guys, you had, I think it was Terrence on like a couple yeah, years ago. And uh, hero, yeah. he, he was on recently, and then he that. I couldn't, couldn't find it. I, I tried to buy it, and it was, it was no, not available at all. So, really? so it was interesting. I, I, that was probably my proudest moment in podcasting. I hate to say it, but when we heard like a week later that you couldn't get the book anymore, I was like, "Damn, people do listen and like the show and want to be reading the similar things that we like to." So thank you for for trying. Uh, you might have better luck now. A couple of years later. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'll try. Um, I've learned a lot from uh, you know your show and and, and like uh, I like those uh, deep dives into capitalist and and, and, and um, you know history and stuff. So I'll just like uh, just everything I learn about the world I just con- continuously get radicalized every day. So thanks for helping. Good man, thank you for listening. Now, what do you learn from what do you learn from listening to our show? Hey, you just said anything. I learned that uh, picking up leaves is fun when you're walking, and oh, that dude, uh, I got Legos can be. It's not at all uh, a weird hobby for a guy in his 40s. <laughs> I started leaves. A, I started leaves today. So, But now I got to take this back. Legos are, they make Lego sets for 18 and up. I only I buy the 18 it. and up Legos, which is a little bit harder to put together than some child's <laughs> Lego set. Everybody's impressed. The Legos in the studio, nobody even noticed them. You see how impressive they are? That's right. really impressive, that impressive, though. They're just low down to the ground. We need yeah, I'll show you. Really we need to censor those show things. We should put them right in the shop. Where are you going to show? This is Dom's car <laughs> from the Fast and the Furious. That's tight. Oh, I'm afraid to break it. Here nah, don't worry about it. And then oh, this is my other car. And wow. then... Yeah, you could model it too. <laughs> if you're not a car head, if you're not a car head, I'd rather ship it a bottle. Shipping a bottle is a fun one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's called the Leviathan, too. Those are some very cool Legos. They're yeah. not for children, okay? It doesn't matter. It's fine. It totally no, is. No, I don't want to break your beautiful thing. <laughs> but yeah, so um, Legos are not for children. It's not weird for a 43-year-old man to play with Legos, okay? I know. Yeah, I, I was on the spot there for a second. I had to come up with something, and because I would absolutely do Legos as well. And you know, you're, you're doing, you're just participating in uh, consumer culture and, and, and expressing your fandom through a hands-on activity. I think it's nice. <laughs> Thank you. I'm building uh, the the DeLorean from Back to the Future right now, currently, oh, yeah. which. My favorite movies, like, you know how, like, I figured this out when I started building this, is that, like, I never felt like I fit in the current pop culture, because, like, I didn't read comic books growing up at all. I don't know who any of these people I'm watching in these movies are. No, not a fucking, I didn't know that 
I didn't fucking know that, like, uh, who's one of the... I never saw an Iron Man in my life. Never. Not a single fucking time, no Iron Man. Me neither. And then Star Wars. I didn't even watch Star Wars until two years ago. I watched all the movies. Two years ago, I watched them all. So I was trying to figure out, like, where I fit in in the, like, nerd culture situation. It's Back to the Future. Those are my favorite fucking movies. I love them. They remind me of my childhood. And when I'm playing with my Back to the Future car, sometimes I'll just... Like pretend like it's flying and go do do do. Say great lines like where we're going, we won't need roads. Yes, yeah. that's a great line. I, I can. I will say this: when I finish a car, Lego, for a few minutes, I just go like this. I say I, every time I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. That's why people make them. Yeah. Do vroom vroom. You want to do vroom vrooms? Yeah, yeah I'm on board. Yeah, yeah, I'm a huge Lego fan. Always was. I still shift when I walk sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta get you gotta get some Legos. I mean, I'm telling you right now, don't don't do what I did and accidentally buy twenty six hundred dollars worth of Legos oh, in three months. Too much. We live right by the Lego store too. It's, it's a dangerous thing you're telling us to do right now. Me and my daughters had them. As a kid, and a lot of them were hand me downs from like others or whatever. And when I was like twenty six or something, I asked my mom. I was like, "Where's all the Legos that we used to have?" She's like, "Oh, they're in the attic." Like, you serious? So she brought them to my apartment in Queens, and so for like a year or so, we all, me and my brother and my friend, we played with Legos again. But then in my next apartment, I was moving to. I had to get rid of all my childhood Legos. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was, funny. I'll tell you, it's funny. When I tell people that there is a Titanic Lego set <laughs> and it costs $750. Oh, Fuck so much. And I want it. Really? I really want it. Is I'll it never a gonna... Titanic or a, a still. It's all the together. full thing, and I think it also has innards and stuff. It's got like all kinds of shit in it. Okay, that's yeah. actually really tight. Yeah, <laughs> it's got like one section of Legos that breaks off very easily. Yeah, but you can do the dramatization. Well, that's what I'm saying. Do they sell it to you where you're supposed to construct it already broken in two? It sounds they like should, not. Should put a hinge in the middle. I get right. what you're saying. Yeah. And then like a Lego ocean whirlpool kind of setup. Yeah, the other one that's seven hundred bucks is the uh, Millennium Falcon, which Ooh. they have. And uh, the most expensive one I'm trying to get my hands on is 350 and it's the house from Home Alone. <laughs> and it has all the traps in it. Wow. So, <laughs> They've gotten really elaborate Legos. When I was coming up, it was just like yellow Legos. You build a spaceship. Legos. All yeah. you could build with Legos was a spaceship. Like a really highly angular spaceship, <laughs> a lot of right angles in places that no spaceship has them. It, it's smart, though, with all these new ones that they're bringing out that are like 90s and 80s tropes because they realize that the people like us who grew up then and are attached to all these things, we still love Legos. Yeah. We'll still play them. Let's just I'm make them themed around <laughs> movies that came out like when we were kids that we really enjoy, like a yeah. DeLorean and stuff. Right. And, and, marketing. and once you start making, that's what they're doing to us now. Sorry, Hank. We'll get right back to our promise. <laughs> Very important, Hank. They what, what they are doing, this is called getting jumped into Street Fight. <laughs> <laughs> Brian talking about Street Fight. about Legos. Sorry. What we're doing, but what, I, I, this isn't even Legos, though, necessarily. But they are like making super expensive toys for stuff that was around when we were like kids. And like 
It's wildly successful. They have our fucking number. <laughs> they getting... know. We have nothing to look forward to. Yeah. So we're all yeah. about shit like back to the future till the day we all die. <laughs> we're all looking back to like the last times in our lives yeah. where we had some semblance of anything. But when was I happy? Well, I was like nine, I guess. So. I remember the last time I was happy. 1993. Yeah, just, just before 9-11? Yeah, it's just, it's so funny to me to be, it's so funny to me that they, like, I was listening to a podcast one day, this guy, it, it was a, it was a podcast version of a video show, right? And apparently a guy comes in a room and he's bragging, he's showing off, he fucking shows a Funko Pop of uh, Moon Knight. And uh, the other guy on the other end gets, like, really jealous. And he was like, that thing is worth $1,400. It's a fucking Funko Pop of Moon Knight. Of, like, <laughs> it's crazy. You just don't get it, dude. I don't no. get it. I'll never <laughs> get it. I do not. <laughs> I, I think that, like, there's, like, a deeper truth here. And I think you see it with the Gen Xs. And I think you see it with the Boomers, too. And, hell, you see it with, like, the silent and greatest generation which is that you're young and there's like a certain amount of like cultural artifacts that you can pull in and make your own and enjoy and love in maybe the first 20, 25 years of your life. And the next 50 to 70 years of your life is all like nodding back to this like, you know, these, these things that you feel comfortable with. It's oh, a trap. Yeah, it's not a trap. We're all trapped now in the 90s. I'm not trapped. The first thing I learned in therapy was my, my therapist was like, hey man, uh, do you remember what's the earliest memory you have? And I said, 12 years old. And he was like, that's Uh-oh. really <laughs> fucking really abnormal. Right. right. And he's like, I don't, I was like, I, I mean, I know there wasn't any abuse or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He said, you didn't build any bonds over like, cause people's earliest memory before that, he said, is when you're, you're like really creating bonds and like being, having bonds with people he's like do you remember any of your friends from before you were 12 and i was like no i don't remember a friend's name i don't remember what i watched on i don't remember the cartoons i like i have a vague recollection of like tom and jerry mm-hmm. but like i don't remember the toys i had the cartoons i liked i don't remember any of that shit and it, it literally according to this therapist he thinks it's because i didn't like my parents or you know, I or had Jason. Anything, I anyone. apparently didn't like anything or Friends, anyone. Teachers, neighbors, <laughs> dogs, cats. Yeah. Sorry, Hank. What's up, Hank? How's it going? Oh, it's going. It's going. Uh, I, I feel bad for shaming you about the Lego habit. And uh, so let's just call it locker room talk. I would totally do Legos too. I'm 42 and I, I love building stuff. I think it's a wonderful creative activity. Absolutely. Well, when I'm listening um, to YKS and he says I'm not going to make fun of Legos because I promised Brian I wouldn't make fun of Legos like a week ago. <laughs> it's just like now I am the guy. When people see Legos and they're like, look at those Lego nerds. That's me now. I'm that guy. You've typecasted yourself. You've yeah. never taken that mask off. <laughs> yeah, it's better, than pe- it's better than the guy that pissed his pants at an airport. But uh, <laughs> the picture of me on the bus. Oh. Yeah, it's better than that guy. So, uh, what's up, Brian? You should you improvise. You should do some of your own Lego creations and like like your favorite snacks and foods. Just get the get generic. Oh, I got to apologize. I want to apologize to everybody about my snacks. 
Because uh, <laughs> I went a little bit more mainstream. What? Now. Yeah. You don't have Blonde anymore? I don't know how this happened, but like I'm now on I'm on Twix. Ooh. Just like Twix. constant Twix. Twix. Yeah. Just constant Twix. Huh. They left or right? All as many I would I five in my I usually have four in my hand when I'm eating a meal. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I'm on Twix. It's not exciting. It's not a hundred grand. It's not a mounds. It's not a score or a hot blondie. Mm. It's Twix. And you know what? I'm fine with that. I, I guess. But I like being on a weird snack. Last year I was on Caramellos. Oh, Caramellos. yeah, Caramello bar. the candy bar. <laughs> yeah, I love being like into a weird snack, but sometimes it just ends up being Twix or Reese's. The wind you know? changes in directions you can't control. Right, and, the, and Twix is not fun. Although, mm. let me say this about Twix: Twix is utilitarian. Yes, yeah. but they don't. I think it might be old school now, though. I think Twix uh, might be kind of old because I'm gonna tell you. They don't sell bulk Twix at the at the grocery store, right? Like they don't sell six packs of Twix at the same time like they do Reese's cups okay. or like like Hershey bars or any of that stuff. They don't sell those anymore. They only sell the fun size and then you gotta go, you know, to the cash register. So I think maybe I'm still pretty hip with my snacks, like Twix or old school people snacks. That's all. You wanna get hip to old old people snacks. <laughs> Join Team Rollo. <laughs> I hate shelling them, Brett. I hate shelling them. <laughs> I would do it if you didn't have to take. I already get that spacecraft material. It's that so much, dude. It's so much, and I guess like it's good because it makes you feel kind of guilty when you have like a big handful of caramel. I don't like individually wrapped treats anymore. I just I don't like having to take them apart, you know. So. So, uh, thanks for letting me get that out, Hank. i really disappointed in myself, but what are you going to do? Well, same as always, I guess, right? Uh, I, was, uh, I, I called you guys a little while back and talked about my uh, worker's comp or my uh, injury from my woodworking job. Um, so, I got a little update on that if you're curious. Yeah, Sort of in the it. middle of this whole thing. Yeah, what's up? All right, good. Um, yeah, so just a uh, like recap for people who haven't heard it. Like I, I've been working a woodworking job since the summer, like a professional shop doing like fancy cutting boards and fancy shit, and you know, learning a lot. Like kind of like a apprentice, but not formal at all or anything. And making it, at first, I was making eighteen fifty an hour for the first six months, which is just terrible. And I finally got bumped up to twenty two fifty an hour, which is also terrible, but uh, but better. And um, in uh, in the fall, my arms started to hurt, and I already had it. But by the uh, by February of this year, I was wearing two elbow braces, and some something was going on with my both elbows and both wrists. So uh, finally, I, I I let my bosses know. I was like, "Shit, I got this. Something's going on here. Like I'm changing my body position to pick up things, and it's all becoming dangerous and risky, and everything hurts. And like I'd go home with my hands numb, and so." Finally, I was like, I can't just, I, I'm done. I can't fucking work. I got it. This is, I got to not do this every, every day I come in here and I just make it worse. So, um, the job has no benefits too. So like, there's no paid time off or anything at all. I get a lot of free wood, which is pretty cool. That, that feeds my hoarding habit because I have a little uh, workbench on my balcony. <laughs> but, um, anyway, uh, I've, uh, 
so I wasn't sure how to deal with this, you know, like, what am I supposed to do here? I, I got shitty California health insurance and, um, and they didn't really understand the workers comp, uh, situation at all, uh, or the, how that works. Um, and it, it turns out actually it's a whole like different medical pipeline that they put you through. So there's, cause they're going to cover your insurance and they want you to go see doctors. And, uh, I didn't realize that. So, um, I've now finally, I've committed to like a, a course of actually per- pursuing the workers comp claim. I was all like anxiety ridden about it though. Like I was worried my bosses would be upset or mad, even though I'd like, you know, you know, fuck, fuck all these people. And, um, oh, now they can hear me. Ooh, I heard a beat again. Hank, 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 we hear Hank. Thank God he's back. Yeah. All right. We're going to do, we'll do an extra like 20 minutes. Hallelujah. We're here, baby. We're here. Oh, all right, Hank. We're sorry. We screwed your call up. Um, you were telling us a story about, uh, work, about work, about workman's comp. We were on a cliffhanger. So yeah, we need to know what, what you're getting paid for workman's comp. (laughs) I don't know that yet. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for uh, putting up with all me. I tried to do my best to fill in uh, in a hurry and I've done podcasting and shit since like 2009 or so since that's when I started stand-up. So I, I, you might, yeah. Anyway, I was glad, I was glad to just, uh, professional. Um, anyway, yeah, I, uh, I don't, I don't have any, uh, update. I, I'll, I'll call back. I'll keep you guys posted about this process because I assume other people are going to go through it. Cause like it's, it's fucked up to not be able to like use both your wrists and, or both your elbows. Like it's not a dire situation, but I can't put my weight on my wrists and everything. And like lifting up a coffee mug hurts. So it's like a, it's a legit kind of thing, man. And, uh, really, really debilitating in a, in a way. So, but, but I've been spending my free time and then I'll get off the phone. I, I want to make some space for other people in the queue. Cause I've had too much time, but I've been oh, spending all my free time them. working on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you vamped for us. We yeah. needed that. <laughs> we owe you big time. Yeah. We're going to, we got to leave that in yeah. by the way. Hank, <laughs> I hope you didn't say anything embarrassing. Cause I think we're going to have to leave that in. Uh, I talked about space and wood. It's my two cool. favorite things. Oh, um, sorry we missed that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. awesome. We gotta listen to the Hank show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but what I've been doing with my free time is making, uh, working really hard on my Young Turks union busting video yeah. that I mentioned a, while, a couple of months back. Since I, I was actually part of the crew at DYT that started that union, I was like in the ground floor. And so it's a whole crazy story that kind of like fell off the wayside because COVID was getting big. And the nutty, the crazy thing about it is that uh, very few union busting or union can't, unions come forward, uh, union organizing drives happen while the boss is a politician who's running for Congress. Although just to be clear, we started it way before he became a politician, way before he ran for Congress, because that's a big, big detail. And as part of their union busting uh, uh, attempt, they... Uh, completely made up a conspiracy, a total fucking lie that we were in that this that the the union was a plot by Jenks congressional co- opponent Christy oh, Smith. Jesus Christ, uh, which is nuts. Which is I've never heard of that before, and I just haven't. There's been a few articles written and a couple of videos. Most most voices on the left have been pretty silent about it. I'm sure for various reasons we can all figure out, but dude, they just fucking uh, lied to their audience about uh, that uh, smearing their own workers publicly. And that pisses me off. I'm making a rad kick-ass video calling them out. It's going to be, it's essentially like a 30 minute documentary and I'll be excited to share it with everybody when I'm finally done with it because I've been working my ass off on this. I I just want to say like, 
if you're a leftist with a little organization you got going on, you know, Street Fight's got a little organization. We got a few people working for us and stuff. Um, if they unionize, you just got to let them. You, you know, <laughs> you, you can't be the one. I know. Unfortunately, the money is you're, they're, they're going to need. It's going to cost more money. But unfortunately, you're you, you got to do it. You, you have, have backed yourself into the union corner. Yeah. Yeah. Growing pains. Yeah, it's, it's called just business growing pains. Really, is that you're making an, an, a shitload of money. And now the people that are doing all the work are like, we should get more of that. Yeah, and I would do. I'd be fine with it. I'd probably actually join the union if if our workers unionized. I'd be like, all right, well, can I get in there too, man? Y'all can't be making that much money. I'm, I'm, I'm just in the union for dignity and respect for myself. Oh, and I just want to be able to tell people I'm a union worker because that's like can work out real good for you. You know, people uh, people really love it. People yeah, they like do. you better. Yes. Yeah. They like me better. And rightly true. so. <laughs> I kind of like you better. Yeah, that's yeah. Better. I like you better too. Like the, the, the reputation cost. Like you're a business that calls itself the home of progressives. And you're also, you know, you've been telling a camera how important unions are for roughly 20 years. And who's, who's going to go work at TYT? It, it, mostly lefties, right? Liberals, conservatives, or not liberals, lefties, uh, leftists, whatever. Pick your pick, whatever word makes sense. So, like, it's it, of course the union was going to form, especially with their you know top-down management style, which is right. uh, you know those. I'm hoping to make it very clear why we needed a union, and that's, that's a story that they when they, when they fired. So I got fired in January. The union came forward in February, all in 2020. So I I kind of missed the missed it all. Um, and uh, the uh, shit, what the fuck was I saying? <laughs> oh. Um, no, wait, no, that's not it. Damn Hank, it. it's Sorry. been a no, traumatic call for you, so we understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> You've been through a lot. <laughs> I, mean, I need my blankie. Um, <laughs> I have stuff to say about Chank. I would say that uh, he's first off corny as hell. Oh, yeah. Second oh, yeah. off, like, um, he's, he's kind of like part of this whole evil media apparatus sure he's on like the left wing of like sort of democratic media industrial complex thing but he's well within it and i think that him as like a, a democrat operative type guy uh the way that he reacted to you guys trying to form a union in his workplace as the boss the way he reacted was to see it only in terms of some sort of political instrument that somebody could use he doesn't understand despite being a good progressive or whatever that unions are not actually for like serving these political purposes people no matter how great of a boss you think you are you know want those fundamental rights and dignity and good pay in the workplace yeah. but but libs like him can only ever see it as like this is a plot <laughs> Why well, would they? I, I would also say probably for him particularly uh i have always felt like 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 uh kurtz who's the kurtz guy howard kurtz right colonel kurtz i thought you meant uh, colonel kurtz, colonel kurtz with the hearts now. Of, howard <laughs> howard kurtz from starbucks right like oh, when, right. when oh, schultz, yeah howard schultz, schultz that's right. what it is I follow his this, methods are unsound <laughs> I, I follow this i follow this really horny guy on twitter that it goes by kurtz and i always just think it's <laughs> 
the oh, very horny guy Kurtz? that I follow. Well, no, he's, I know his full name. I don't want oh, okay, to say okay. his full like name. a sex guy? I thought it was a oh, sex guy who like, named himself after the evil <laughs> he's, colonel he's, from he Heart of that Darkness. that was cool. He's yeah. like, yeah, he's in Bismar- with me, and afterwards they say, he's in Bismarck, nor- he's in Bismarck, like North Dakota, and every time a girl posts like a semi-nude or something like that, he replies with oh, the no. Forrest Gump. Uh, oh, going like this. Boy, says, howdy. <laughs> wow. That is grim. That is down bad, man. Down bad behave. Oof. Down atrocious, sir. <laughs> but but I would say if you're Howard Schultz, right? Yeah. Like they're unionizing <laughs> on you and it's business. That's like right. business for you. Mm. If you're Sank or Chank or whatever, however you say his name, if you're him, I don't know how you couldn't in your mind internalize it as a personal attack on you, yeah. right. uh, which is probably why he reacted so shitty. But but before he reacted shitty to it, he should have like taken a beat and thought about what was going on, you know? I, I, and how it's going to make you look. I mean, the optics of that entire situation, you lose all credibility in a I, second. He has I to think, be a narcissist of some sort to I, not be able to see that. I also think a union, a unionized workforce, like, gives a shit. Like, these people fucking care. And, you know, it's one thing to be bringing in, you know, uh, tens of thousands of dollars. Like, the Young Turks was huge fucking way bigger than anything that uh, is just some DIY podcast. They were making a lot of moves and yeah, I, I don't see why you wouldn't just give into that. Yeah. People, people care. Yeah. It just means that they don't want to just bail on your office yeah. for another job that doesn't pay very well and doesn't treat them well. Like, is, they want it to be better there so they can stay. Right. It's like, I believe in this. I want right. to do this, but like, uh, am I going to buy a house off this? And like, am I going to, pay for my health care too much like right. what are all the pains of, of committing to this thing you know yeah i mean but that again is also like sort of i mean if you're if you're transparent about the money that's coming in and how you pay for it i mean yeah they want health insurance but like you can show them if you show them the money coming in sure. and how much you're spending to keep this thing running mm-hmm. I don't know anybody that wouldn't just be like, okay, but right. as soon as you can get us health insurance, right. please do yeah, so. Yeah, but yeah. if it looks like you're just kind of holding on to it or paying yourself more or just using it in a, like people who care about this stuff are gonna wanna give themselves to it if they can. If they can get health insurance by doing it, they should. Yeah, yeah. Well, Hank, tell <laughs> us where to find you. Yeah. And we will, uh, oh, we will um, talk to you next week. Yeah, I'll, I'll get back to you. Uh, Hank underscore Thompson on Twitter. Uh, I have a my podcast is called Winners and Losers on all the on all the you know uh, iTunes and all that other shit. Uh, but I haven't done it in a little while. Honestly, I've been I've been just completely out of it the last couple of years. <laughs> so there's only a couple episodes, but there is one long one about the union from last fall. And I'm I'm uh, wanting to get back into uh, the uh, the hunt for glory. Uh, behind the microphone, but it just it hasn't been in the works for me lately. But this, you know, I'm, I'm, this video I'm hoping will um, you know uh, reach people like you guys. Actually, I, I got to say how nice it is to hear you guys talking about this, uh, even though you, all you know, I mean, you, you haven't seen what the video, and maybe you don't know the whole story yet. But it's such a lonely thing to just sort of see this whole stuff go down when you've had an insider's perspective. 
And uh, man, it's uh, it's really nice to hear that. So it's really encouraging. And um, you know, it, part of the video too is like a it's anti-capitalist messaging too. I'm trying to like hit on the bigger themes. Sure. Stuff, so oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and they, there's Thank more than the service. money. The, the, the audience would have funded the union if they needed extra money, which they, yeah. well, the, the money wasn't the issue, by the way. They, the guy yeah. Jenks sold a book three years ago, you know, like, and he he's done all sorts of fundraising drives for 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 things that didn't seem to materialize. So, like, so, but the audience would have turned up if he said, "We're a union shop now. We need we need our audience support." Instead, he's going to be chased around by the union busting label his entire career. Yeah, yeah. So, as he should be. And again, rightly so. And again, yeah. I think he saw it as a personal attack. I don't yeah. even know if it was some kind of he's too cheap to pay for stuff yeah. or anything like that. I think he very likely saw it as it's, it's like they're coming after me now. And uh, the, the yeah. leftist turned on me like yeah. I'm of, getting canceled by the woke mob yeah, trying to like, unionize my company. Yeah, <laughs> like Bill Maher, how he gets like really mad at the left. Yeah. And like, yeah. uh, uh, I, it's t he just complains about cancel culture all the yeah. time, even though he's on TV every week. Yeah. And like a lot of people have turned almost right wing Glenn Greenwald. Yep. Uh, there's just all these people that have almost turned right wing because they feel like when leftists say something about them or critique their stuff or when they even make fun of them, because like yeah. I'm not critiquing no. anything any of these guys do. I'm too yeah. fucking stupid. <laughs> but I do. I will like say a funny joke making yeah. fun of them and they take that as like they this big personal so response yeah, yeah that 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 somebody can actually talk back to them is like the worst thing and that's yeah, part yeah. of i think what boss what bosses including chank also it's not just the money and it's not just the benefits they also don't want to cede any little bit of power mm -hmm. over the production of whatever the fuck it is they produce whether yeah. it's like a building foundation or whether it's like tyt if all of a sudden now he couldn't say all right we're working straight for 12 hours now we got a big show let's get this done if there was somebody a shop steward that was like yeah actually uh we don't care about how busy you are or how far behind you are yeah. we're owed a break now a break here this that and the other catered foods so we don't have to go somewhere blah 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 yeah. people who are like um these these powerful narcissistic small business tyrants as you guys talk about all the time just having someone check their ultimate power to do what they want in the workplace is almost worse than having to pay somebody like three more dollars an hour yeah sure you know? yeah, yeah, yeah definitely yeah i mean, I mean and, that's what they're all showing right now and it's i mean a, they'll spend so much money to to not just pay people more yeah and it's these guys that like they're doing that like like they're doing their dream job because they're broadcasters but the people running the cameras and the people that you know, that's not everybody's dream job. And you yeah. shouldn't yeah, do your no. dream job for free either. Right, <laughs> right, right. It's a job. All right. Next Hank. call. Yep, thanks for calling. We love you, Hank. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, this is Monikin. Am I on the air? You're on the air. Did you say Monica or awesome. Monikin? Nope. Monikin with an N at the end. It's from uh, from the old Aeon Flux cartoon back in the 90s. Oh, I don't know if you guys ever saw that. But, uh, oh, horny cartoon, yeah, horny, TV, horny, horny. TV. yeah. <laughs> the movie I watched the I watched the movie during the pandemic, the one with Charlize Theron. Uh, That's and, a banger uh, of a movie, yeah. as I recall. <laughs> Is it really? It's, it's, yeah, yeah. it bangs. Really? It's just very weird. It's super weird if you're a guy that like I never watched any. 
like a this is bad for me to say but like anything that's animated that's not already something i know i'm never gonna watch no, it. i'm kind of with you on that <laughs> yeah. though, honestly i knew what you were gonna yeah. say yeah, me and you too. were afraid to piss off all the the, the anime people out there <laughs> yeah. but you know what i've been doing it for years they can't touch me yeah <laughs> yeah what's up monica yeah, anyway in that in that show, the uh, the anarchists live in the city called Monica, and they're called the Monicans. Anyway, um, I wanted to call in, and uh, I wanted to thank a caller who you had on the show about a month and a half ago. Um, you had someone call in who's an assistant manager at an apartment building in the Pacific Northwest, and they were saying that uh, their system just sent out all these rent increases to everybody, but um, they were saying that people should actually try and um, – like bargain with the building because uh i think they were saying that like they hope that nobody pushes back but anybody who does push back they'll like make a deal with them and uh anyway my roommate and i we heard that on your show and we were given this rent increase and we thought hey why don't we ask the leasing office if they can just not do that so much (laughs) um anyway i uh I, I sent them an email and I was like, Hey, here's all the things that like, uh, didn't work in our apartment for like a year. Um, can you please not give us so much of a rent increase? And, uh, they came back and they gave us half of what we asked for. So we got, we got the increase cut by half, which saves us, um, more than 500 bucks. And so, uh, God I just want to say thanks to that caller. Beast, yeah, Bo- yeah, it was oh, Bobby yeah. from Bobby, Seattle. Yeah. yeah, he's working as like oh, yeah. a, a assistant manager for a apartment complex, so he can learn how it works. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's that's a, noble. Oh, nice. He's a fun guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna take over. You, you know, it's funny when when he was describing um, the building that he works in, and he was describing the building across the street. I'm certain that I live in that building across the street. So I live like a hundred feet away from uh, Bobby. <laughs> I I gotta say though, I mean, congratulations. Did you just do this through email? Like, did you email them back, um, or did you have to talk to somebody face to face? Um, in in the past, I've talked with them face to face a lot, so they know uh, who I am. But I did this by email because I wanted to include a numbered list of yeah. things that, uh, like I said, stuff that didn't work in our apartment for a long time. Uh, kind of make my case that you know hey you sold us like 80 percent of what was advertised uh we should not be having to get our rent jacked up by so much yeah and email's probably much easier because i've talked about this on the show i don't haggle and when i say i don't haggle that's shocking to me because i haggle (laughs) i don't i can't i I went to new york though i i visited new york a few times and there was this woman that used to live in columbus that moved to new york and she haggled with fucking everybody on the street like and i think it's like a thing once you live there you see other people do it but i have gone I have never gone to buy a car and said, can I have it for just a little bit cheaper? Mm. I just take exactly what they say and I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll take it. Don't I'm, don't pay the amount of money some guy says you have to pay. <laughs> yeah. I'm just scared. I'm, I'm like afraid to do it. So yeah. emailing with your landlord, which I can't do, my landlord and I are buddies. Uh, sometimes listening to the show. <laughs> Bad luck. But I can't do it. I, I, I can't like uh, uh, haggle with him. But like, 
if I went to move into another apartment, I, I, I truly, I still don't think, even if I was going up against like a big rental agency, I just, I don't know how people do the part where they're like, this is how much I want to spend. Oh, that's the best part. <laughs> that's the best. I do this on my rent every year. When I got the apartment, I like figured out that there was some kind of vacate order on part of it. It was just an old job that had never got signed off, but I'd latched onto it. And I was like, you're trying to charge me such and such per month. But here's this thing happening. I'm going to pay the lesser number. And yeah. they were just like, yes, okay. Don't tell <laughs> anyone. Don't tell your neighbors. And then yeah. I told all my neighbors because... You know, why not? See, the, the it, thing about rent regulation, because I'm under a rent regulated apartment, is it takes all the negotiation out of it. It's like being in a union, you know, like I go to work and they got to pay me the wage. I, I don't talk them up. They don't talk me down. It's just kind of like predictable, you know? Yeah. So negotiation is very unpredictable to me. Maybe I, that's it's why it's fine. Yeah, so, but it's also one of those things where people aren't accustomed to it or they can't do it the right way or like you use a lot of cuss words or you're too passionate. Mm. Sure. But it is really is an excuse. Like you have to learn how to use business casual language and point out every single little way that they're wrong. Like you yeah. already know what it is. You just have to point it, put it in writing in a list and then say, I'm not interested in paying this amount. And then they kind of, you know, they have to address those things yeah. or, or ignore them and just be like, all right, $20. I yeah. did yesterday. Yeah. I pulled a big Brian. I bought a Brian yesterday. If you want to hear, I went to the plant store Oh hey. Uh, to get my wife a, a snake plant mm. for her, for mother's day. She Great loves plant. plants. She's got yeah. a snake. And plant. I got two ferns too. I got a snake plant and two ferns. I carried them home. That's not the part of the story that's true or that is a problem. <laughs> Is not a I snake didn't know plant. there was two truths and a lie. <laughs> I will say that I went in there and I basically was like, what's the most expensive plant? And just bought the most expensive plant. No there. way. Yeah, I swear to you, dude. I paid 60 bucks for it. For a Damn. plant. For one? One <laughs> snake plant. Sounds like an incredible bucks. plant. I walked out of snake. there with That's a, a snake, snake plant and I walked out of there with two ferns, 123. Wow. That was the whole plant. How You're big so is bad this money? Plant. I'm so stupid. They get pretty big. So. Yeah. We saw the one at the, the Botanic Garden the other day. Yeah, that was, was a snake, snake plant, plant that was like big. eight feet tall, dude. Yeah, they grow big. Like that big. Be careful. Okay. Yeah. But I just, you know, when I buy my cell phones, I go in and I basically I want the iPhone. I, I, I just say that. Yeah. But when smartphones first started, I went to the T-Mobile store and the guy was like, so what are you looking for? And I was like, what's the most expensive phone? <laughs> I just bought that. Like, I have this belief that expensive is always good and mm. I never haggle, which is I, I should try it one time. You should try it yeah. one time. Do it, <laughs> do it like not on your rent because your landlord's your buddy, but some low stakes. My dad used to haggle at the fast food place. It was yes. humiliating. I just, I mean, I did it at the oil change place. I was like, is there any coupons going around? And he was like, yeah, there's a coupon going around. And then he just, <laughs> I saved $20. It like, can be $20, $20 bill in my pocket. And off shoes, too. I was at yeah. Famous Footwear. No the, way. The guy was by himself. I'm like, you're here all by yourself? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, God damn, man. They really like left you all alone. He's like, I know, man, you're telling me. And then I'm like, are there any coupons going around? And he was like, there's some coupons. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Wait, is this, this a magic? Hack? This is this a hack? A, yeah, that's hack. all you have to do. You can be ask. haggling. Is there any coupon? Is that all you got to say? Yeah, they just put a code into the oh, machine. Yeah. I'm going to so go to cool. pay my electrical bill. I'm going to be <laughs> like, what? hey, is there a coupon going There sometimes around? are, though, which really? is yeah. sick. I mean, but Con Ed does have, like, coupons. Now that you mention it. 
Electricity is free. Here's the thing. Some extreme couponer or somebody on an email list is getting a special code that gives $15 off the shoes. I can go outside in front of the store right now and Google it and come in with it and print it out or whatever you need. Just give it to you. already know what it is. Just give it to me. AH2XY. Just put it in there and give me 15 off. They don't know whether the code came from my email. They don't know where it came from. Everybody else here can pay regular price. There's a certain amount of money that pretty much everyone is authorized to just give you to make you go away. And it can be very low, but it's just, it's great to get. That's all, yeah, exactly. And and I had this, yeah, the same thing was like, uh, when I did uh, collections, when I did customer service, it was like, hey, I mean, you're a nice person. If you ask $20, I can just give $20. I mean, they tell me that it's supposed to be hard to like, promo your account, but you made it easy because I like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius though. I never thought of are there is is there a coupon? Like yeah. that is yeah. just because I have That's a, a way out of your dilemma. Here. Yeah. You're I, negotiating. It dilemma. becomes That's just true. like a casual little question at yeah. that point instead of a haggling situation. <laughs> I grew up with a guy that would haggle at Chess King, which is like a <laughs> store in the mall to buy clothes. They don't and, do that. <laughs> yeah. They did though. He talked them down, and I remember he fucking talked. Who else did he? I was at the flea market with this guy, with with my friend's dad, and fucking the guy. He was like, "How much is that?" The guy would be like, uh, thirteen dollars," and then he would just be like ten, and they're like, "All right." <laughs> he just said it in a, and I think that might be why I'm so scared because he yeah. said it, and he would just stay. He's like this big Greek dude, and he was just like ten, and the guy yeah. would be like, "All right." <laughs> yeah, then it's like an intimidation <laughs> racket. <laughs> I need to become intimidating, then yeah. maybe because I think I think I'm thinking like that guy, right? Like yeah. he wasn't bullying or anything. It was just he said ten, and then motherfuckers. Yeah. He's like, big digging you in your place of employment. That's a little fucked up okay i see it now yeah i don't want to big dick people in their homes or whatever i just want a little bit of a discount on the shitty yeah. thing you're selling me right discount they don't good. i'll i'll, I'll choke their skinny little necks no i'll just buy it anyway because nah. i'm a tool <laughs> sorry to extend this but brian you did not explain what you got bullied into doing by the oh. cashier oh god i'm losing my mind on this oh uh, so i'm walking okay to the plant store it is a quarter mile to my house that is not a long walk it's fine um i buy a snake plant and a big ceramic pot and they pot it for me in the big ceramic pot and now i'm already carrying that home okay (laughs) a quarter mile and then the guy's like i'm like do you guys have ferns and he's like yeah so I'm like, I'll buy a fern. I'm like, dude, go get me a fern. I'll carry the fern and the pot in my hand. He was like, oh, the ferns are buy one, get one free. And I, was like, <laughs> I went like this. I don't want another fern. Fern. And he was like, yes, you do. You, you got to do it. Why? You're just throwing money away if you don't get a second fern. So I got two ferns. And it was buy one, get one free. So the fern was free. But this guy could not stand the thought of me. Not that you were going to waste it. Yeah. You were just going to waste it. So God. mad at yourself, though. You would have got home and then thought about that second fern you could have had. Did he think that he had to throw it in the trash if you didn't get it? Or something? Yeah. It's a waste of That's fern. That's a waste. <laughs> Spikes it into the ground. So it's stomping. <laughs> yeah, it was so All right. funny. All right. Sorry. I just have a real quick question. Um, if I can take myself off after this, but I was wondering, uh, do you guys still check your P.O. box? 
No. 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 You can set, could they send it here? Uh, okay. Yeah, well, we have to get a new P.O. box. I let it lapse because I had depression real bad. But I took pills like two weeks ago, and I feel better. So it'll change. We're fixing it. We're going to fix it. <laughs> no P.O. box right now. Okay. Okay. Anyway, thanks, right. for, thanks for taking my call, you guys. Have a good night. Thanks for calling. We appreciate it. Have a good night. All right. All right. Last one. This is it? This is the last call? Last call, yeah. Last call. Oh, wait, someone else just jump in. We do have one No, jump we got to jump in. That's fine. It's We still got 12 minutes, and we had that part in the middle where Hank part. was. <laughs> yeah. The Hank show. Hello, oh, I miss hello? Hank. Hey, thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to? Hey, this is Tristan. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. what's up, Tristan? Hey, uh, I feel like you guys have given me an uphill battle. Uh, due to the exterminator last week, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about exterminating. And uh, you were an exterminator in the Philly area. I was. I was. See, this guy called me last week. Mm -hmm. uh, Hold on one second, Tristan. Mm -hmm. I got to tell him. Yeah, please. This guy called. It's the best call we've ever had in like five years. He's a fucking exterminator in Arizona and Las Vegas. So he's fighting big fucking bugs. Jesus Christ. So, I fucked up while he was on. I go like, you know, what's the best case scenario for an exterminator? Like you're going to walk into this house. I mean, obviously the best case is nothing, right? Sure. So I go like this. The best case scenario for you probably going into a house is bed bugs, right? <laughs> the whole next week, people are like, bed bugs is like a worst case scenario. It is the worst possible. It is really bad. Yeah. Much <laughs> rather see a cockroach running by. You don't have to throw in all your bugs. Yeah. Bed bugs have signs on the side of the freeway. Yeah. Like it's that big of a problem. I just thought like running into a mouse or a rat sounds like the scariest shit yeah. that's ever happened in the whole world. It's and habitation. I'm the guy that says, like, I'm not afraid of any animal that I can step on and kill. You know? I'm, like, not afraid of that shit. But yeah. I just couldn't step on a mouse or a rat. There. Jason had one as a pet. Growing up, we had pets. rats. Yeah. We had rats and shit. It was rats just really nice. Pets. Yeah. So you did it in Philly, which probably isn't, like, scorpions and stuff. Right, Tristan? No, definitely not. Definitely <laughs> not. Yeah. I worked for a... Uh, an exterminating company for a little over four years until I got fired for trying to organize there. Oh, well, <laughs> was it Orkin? Can I ask if it was Orkin? I just no. It was it was a little small one. I don't even care about throwing out their name. It was Lethal Pest Solutions. It lethal. was a small business hiring. <laughs> lethal, lethal pest, pest solution. Lethal against <laughs> workers' rights, apparently. <laughs> lethal worker solution. Uh, that is a brutal. It was, I, it was, <laughs> They usually try to hide the no, word killing very stuff in yeah, their name, right? Yeah. <laughs> Executors, pest yeah, squad. Was, was <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a pretty brutal small business tyrant. And then uh, it was being transitioned over to his failed daughter while I worked there. So oh, I didn't no. last long when she started taking the reins more. But uh, I work for a uh, union vendor now, so I'm doing better. But uh, oh, this past week, I was... Uh, trying to figure out what I can do to get organized, obviously. I went to a meeting down in the city for the uh, Socialist Alternative. It's a party that was started in Seattle, I believe, and now they have branches across the country. Uh, I want to work with them in the future. I don't know where that will go. They're saying all the right things. They're very anti-imperialist. They understand like a totalizing view of healthcare, workers' rights, etc. But it's a bunch of kids and nerds right now, and I want to get some workers in there. 
So what I wanted to do to reach out to anyone in the Philly area who listens to uh, Street Fight is I was actually trying to or hoping to organize like free bed bug treatments for people like every other weekend. Mm, because the big thing about that is when you treat, you need to be out of the house for four hours. Mm. And if we can provide people with something to do or make that experience easier, uh, you know, it's usually some of the worst days of people's lives. It really shatters uh, a person or a suburban person's sense of self. Yeah, uh, nice so if anyone wants to get involved. Yeah. Yeah, be nice reach out like to me on Twitter. So they can trip for some no. time. Way. I mean, just wait, just totally get out of out of it. Just take a break. I, if I'm working, right? I, I don't know if this if Lethal can afford to do this, but if I'm working, you know what I do? I just get a block of hotel rooms in town, and I do I charge so much more for my extermination services, but. Free hotel. You get to stay in a hotel yeah. overnight, and it has a pool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'll go a long yeah. way. The pool. Constant on breakfast. Throw a Danish in there. I've been, yeah. seeing, I've been seeing around town, right? There's these parking lots where you fucking park your car there, and then somebody comes and picks up your car and gets an oil change and washes it, and then brings it back wow. to the parking spot. Wow. This is downtown what shit, so like they're shit? there for eight fucking hours, dude. That's why exterminator slash hotel business yeah. is yeah. a fucking money. Yeah. It's a fucking ton of money. And right if there. you want to make the real money, then you get the hotel rooms and you like financialize them and get hotel room derivatives and then use that to fund <laughs> more of your pest company and then buy a bunch of stuff on margin using the equity of that. Pretty soon you'll be the richest man in America. I, well, I saw a uh, shit. I, I just lost my train of thought. I did see. You were I thinking about all that sweet today. money. I watched a preacher today that was naming apps and stuff. Because he wanted church to be an app. He was like, you know, we've got all these apps on your phone, man. Waze. We yeah. got, you know, we got, he, he goes through, explains what Waze is. He explains what podcast app, all the apps. It's like, so what about a Waze or like a map thing that brings you to the way of Christ? <laughs> well, no, he's saying like, these are fucking great, dude. You know, uh, and then he, he goes into this thing where he's like talking about the Airbnb app. Mm. And he was like, it's a hotel app, but they don't own any property. He's like, Uber, cab company, they don't own a mm. single car. And he's like naming all that. And then it rules because he, he goes right into this part. Now we have to do that with the, the church. church and with Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. That's the, that's the that's way. <laughs> my, my I don't know what he meant by that, I'm, but oh, we I have to just all, do that. <laughs> fascinated by what the fuck that means. <laughs> so immediately after he says that, his computer crashes on stage and he doesn't know what to fucking say because oh, he no. was reading it off of a fucking oh, thing. Oh, God. So, like, then he's sitting there like, just give me one second. My computer's fucking rebooting, you know. it's it, it, You know, this kind of stuff happens. But he had just spent time before that saying, like, we gotta get apps. Yeah. <laughs> Technology is the future. <laughs> I felt like he was saying, like, because... The other thing he brought up 
was virtual reality concerts. He's saying, mm. you know, people out there now are going to concerts in virtual reality. We're they back. don't even have to leave their house. We're back to the metaverse. You yeah. Just create a Christian metaverse where there's no sin. They must can... have already made church. I, they made a fucking metaverse bar and it was the grimmest thing I've yeah. ever seen <laughs> in my life. Yeah, I remember hearing And like the that, metaverse yeah. concerts all look super grim. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to how grim church can get because oh. it's I, I pretty think... bad already. <laughs> maybe, maybe Maybe if there was like a price shopping app where you could say how much tithes you have and that would get you access to different sermons mm, yeah. from like yeah. different it's preachers. Like they were price bidding, yeah. you know? I want like, the bespoke sermons. Yeah. But you get one hour of preaching or condemnation or whatever you're looking for. <laughs> he just wanted on. sorry, he wanted church without real estate. That's what yeah. he's going into, oh. you know? Church without real estate. Oh, yeah. Church, but they don't have to own the, okay. I hate paying yeah. the bills. I hate paying this damn mortgage. So, <laughs> the Lord is killing me with so this So this mortgage. dude, what he's trying to say is he's basically going to be taking a piece out of the collection basket of like preachers all over the country by getting them to preach for free on his app or yeah. something. And, yeah. and no, that's kind of brilliant, He's going to set up the Etsy for like televangelists, set up the platform for televangelists to collect money and skim off the top. This guy was so thrilled with himself though just uh, like yeah. he is you just telling you show. you yeah just oh i don't I, he's he used to run a thing called teen mania no thank you but now mania. he's like 50 and he i think he's still running teen mania 50 oh. is too old to be yeah. involved with something called <laughs> no. teen mania in you, any capacity you gotta let that no, go no, gotta let it go that's something i gotta put out there actually and and to people that are listening to the show uh a hip or heavy metal or punk rock pastor is something that I'm really in the market Ooh. for. I'm having a lot of trouble finding them because when you Google like hip youth pastor, it's all sex crimes. Teen mania. Uh, or yeah. embezzlement. Mania. Em embezzlement uh, money. Yeah. Or it's just, or racism. They'll do some racist oh. stuff. Or the pastor's like sleeping with somebody else. I posted so, a screenshot of a headline that said, uh, some of the parishioners walked into a room at the church and the pastor and a woman that he's not married to were standing around with towels wrapped around them. Whoa. And they were like, uh, you know, what's what's the deal going on here? And he was like, we got chili on our clothes. We were making chili. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have said Adam and Eve. I would have went with some yeah. more biblical. It was a reenactment of the book of Genesis. We were starting at the very beginning. Yeah. You got chili on us. Chili just splatted everywhere. <laughs> so hilarious. That's, That's a weird. loose end She right was there. Mary Magdalene. And I was Jesus. And we're going through this. Chili. Who even says they spilled chili on themselves? Why were they eating very chili? It, I mean, if I wear pink it's shirt. Really if you wear pink shirts and stuff, and you put a, a bowl of chili down like too hard, like it'll kind of send some spatter off the sides. How okay. hard would it have been to get over both of them though? And have a chili. Fruit? How is it less weird that they were just eating chili alone in church? Towels. <laughs> that story doesn't make it that much better. I don't yeah. think. It's like what were you doing? Were you eating chili together? Just together alone. Love, in love the to church. bring the the crock pot in the morning and just bring it up to the altar and set it and make a nice chili, you know, all day. That's just, there's no situation in which any of that is a sensible way for them to behave. Yeah. Like, you yeah. can't convince me that was normal. <laughs> just pounding chili out of the chalice. And <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I think it feels like a lot of times, because now that I've done like a couple, I'm doing my second season of a show about mega pastors with Tom Sexton from the Trillbillies. Yeah, yeah. 
And um, I'm doing a second season, and I, I've done episodes in between. We've done a lot of episodes kind of in between. And uh, the thing I've learned now is they're really, you think they're like con men sort of thing. They're all bad at lying, dude. Mm. They are all, they get caught, and they don't fucking know what to say because a lot of them don't think, they think they're untouchable. Right. You know, like like a Jesse Duplantis. Uh-huh. It's it's like those charismatic prosperity gospel people. They're like you can't yeah. fucking. They're also used to like being able to rehearse their lives and like <laughs> set them up well in advance. If you get caught like naked, you just say the first thing that comes to your head about yeah. chili. Uh, chili. Yeah. 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 Sorry about that. We took you off. Hello? Off. Yeah. What's up, Tristan? I'm still here, guys. First, you fear monger, fear monger about bed bug treatments, which are really simple and easy to do. And now you're giving all these people awful business ideas that are going to exploit <laughs> everyone. You're really working against the project, guys. I got the ding best you for business that. <laughs> idea guys out there. I think all the ideas I just had are billion dollars. <laughs> this is like people told uh, Elon Musk that. Uh, his dad wouldn't be rich and then help him start an electric car company. <laughs> but I'm sure somebody told Jeff Bezos, like if you had told Jeff Bezos 20 years ago that he was going to be like the worst guy in the world, he would have never believed that. He would have just thought, man, oh, Mark, no. I'm selling I, uh, books, I, I, dude. I listened to a little history on him, and he's kind of always been a giant psychopath about statistics <laughs> and shit. So. Cool. That, that tracks. <laughs> But uh, anyway, I just want to finish my point here. Uh, I think, like the guy was talking about last week, doing bed bug treatment should be a service. And I think it's a great way to possibly connect with people in the community. I'm going to be at a march in the city next weekend. If anyone wants to meet up and talk about this and what we could do for providing community bed bug treatments, uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Tristan underscore the loss. And uh, yeah, reach out to the Philly Socialist Alternative. At least they're trying to do something here, man. I definitely can't yeah. put any weight behind the Democrats. Yeah, absolutely. Brother, me neither. Me neither. Well, thanks for calling, Tristan. Appreciate we it. hope to see you. We hope to be in Philly sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Get your asses out here, guys. I want to activate your audience more. I need to yell at them in person, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling. That is speed so- round. We had a few jump-ins. We, we could do two. Do we got two or two we got three okay hang up on the last one i know it sounds actually fuck it we'll do all three let's do it the, three but minutes, you have to be speed round okay you have to be speed round about this we're in overtime so we're getting paid time and a half right now for doing this <laughs> if you guys need a ride instead of a lift i will take you <gasps> wow okay all right in that case three calls let's go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right let's make it happen thanks for calling street fight keep it quick tonight hey is this me yeah, is this Nick? Oh, cool. Hi, yeah. Hi. my name is Eamon. Uh, I uh, I live in Orange, uh, in this town called La Habra, California. It's like a, it's like the northernmost part of Orange County. It's a real fucking shithole. Um, just want to say I'm a big fan, big fan. Of you guys, big fan of Sean. Um, just want some advice. Uh, I'm a steward for uh, for uh, the shop I work at. I work for the state. Uh, I'm a locksmith, and I want us to try to get um, hazard pay. We don't get hazard pay for the department I work for, and I'm wondering what's the best way I can kind of like, because all the guys there are kind of beaten down. I I want to 
agitate them to kind of do something so we can try to get hazard pay on the on the block for our union. Uh, are you so you're the steward? Do you guys have a grievance process? We do, but working for the state, they find fun ways to lose the forms and try to ignore you. So it's like, yeah. I, I think that you're going to have to maybe go past form, it sounds like, and, and go to send and try to get somebody in person. Because the, I mean, if your union is so being down that the grievance process doesn't work anymore, that's a problem in itself. In terms of getting like, uh, what you're talking about is, I guess, a revision to the next contract. Um, are you in touch mm -hmm. with the delegates? I mean, could you get your your shop, for example, to all come together and like present something to the delegates? So when the contract comes up next, maybe they can try to include that. See, that's 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 the hard part because like we get these forms when the contract is up saying, "What do you guys want?" And we the list. I always tell the guys, like, please, I mean, not tell, but I advise, like, we should try for hazard pay. Should, I work at a mental hospital, right? And so in California, if you work in a prison, you get hazard pay. If you work in a mental hospital with people who are violent, you don't because technically it's a hospital. We don't get boot allowances either, which is fucking stupid. Oh, for boot? Yeah. You, I didn't get those, but they would take it out of your check. Mm. So they would be like, you can make... Yeah, they don't even, they don't even offer that for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you and I, I walk food. around in blood and... Oh, go on. Yeah, they're like, you can make four uh, payments on the boots if you want them at Red Wing. That's the only place you could get it done to. So the boots are all $250. Yeah, sure. No, that's great. You, you can't got, go cheap. I got boot allowance once when I worked in a factory for the steel tips. Insurance I hauled it. I go fucking Red Wings. I didn't go like the cheap old Walmart ones. Yeah. No yeah. steers. Yeah, they. I, I just bought a pair of Wolverines, and, and they're great, but just like, so I walk around in blood and piss oh. and shit. And, and all kinds of fluids, not to be gross, but just like, it would be nice if you guys gave it to us. And I try to get the guys like, let's, let's do this, let's do this. But uh, again, working for the state, it's like once you're in, you got your benefits, you wait 25 years and you just kind of give the finger and leave. No one really agitates, except for me, because I'm the young guy, you know? Well, you're the young guy and you're the shoppy too. So, I mean, you know, maybe yep. if it's difficult for you to mobilize your shop, you know, as individuals, uh, you might just have to step up. You might just have to start making a fuss. You might have to start making some calls and getting in some faces and laying down the law because uh, it doesn't sound like, you know, you have much backup here. So become the, the squeaky wheel, man. Yeah. You know, if, if you have the, the great yeah. determination and this is a true problem, several problems you described, then you might just have to, to be the guy. Oh, yeah. good luck. I mean, and I, I hope also, you're... Also as a... Sorry. I hope you have the, the fortitude to be the squeaky wheel. Uh, good mm -hmm. luck with that. It's tough. It's tough. No, it is. But I mean, again, as I, I'm the only locksmith at my location. So, like, everyone has to see me all the time to make sure shit's up to code and I pin the right locks and stuff. And so, I kind of important, but important for the work part, not for the agitation part. But I mean, life's short. But you do, you do get in contact with probably more people than others because you're at the center of this node. So that's actually a good position to be in if you can, you know, keep talking to a lot of people from a lot of different places. Yeah, the nicest part is like I, since I'm the only one, I can say no, and I've I felt that I have a lot more power, or whatever that means, in terms of my job, where I can say no, I'm not going to do that, and all that kind of stuff. And I show off my nice, you know, union steward belt buckle that says American Labor on it. So oh, yeah. I point to that. I'm like, you can look at that. 
All right. I don't want to keep your time up. You guys have a great night. Love you all. Appreciate Peace. it. Thanks for calling. Thanks. No problem. <clears throat> all right. Thanks for calling Treefire. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, what's up? It's Lermy. Lermy! What's up? It's Lermworm. Lermy's the best. Oh, thanks, guys. Well, you were talking about the, uh, the Everything All at Once movie. I haven't seen the movie, so please don't talk about it yet. But I just wanted to mention that those, those guys, the Daniels, they're also responsible for that um, the Turn Down for What video, if you remember oh, that. I do. It's like a really, <laughs> like a really cool uh, video. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this. Uh, it's actually starring one of the Daniels. I think his name's Daniel Kwan. And he's like dancing to the song very uh, provocatively. And he like busts through the floor of this apartment and like... Uh, starts partying with the people in the apartment below and it becomes this uh, raucous scene. That's fucking really cool. That the, is really cool. Oh, yeah. The Daniels. <laughs> it's a really cool music yeah. video. Yeah, I, I'm, so I'm looking. I'm them just for that. It's not what I pictured, so it looks pretty cool. Yeah. That's fresh. But what I really called in about was <laughs> I wanted to talk about a very evil small business tyrant that I had to deal with recently. Let's hear it. So at the beginning of the year, I um, was like looking for jobs because unemployment was like over and I was feeling like, oh, I guess I should get a job. Like maybe this art things, you know, feeling stressed about money basically. Yeah. Applying for jobs. And I found this interesting uh, gig at like a book bindery. So like <laughs> repairing old books and like making binding new books together and making like fancy boxes and stuff like that. Um, which is like something I wanted to learn how to do. And so I applied for it. It sounded like pretty legit on the listing. And, but yeah, I get there and it's like this fucking guy, this fucking guy, Jim, <laughs> uh, basically runs the company and it's like, a couple of students at like the local prestigious art university university are the employees. So they're like young kids. And, um, but basically this guy is like a total psycho. He's like, has major anger problems, which like on the interview, I was definitely getting like a vibe, like uh, guys kind of whack. And he also literally said in the interview, like, um, I just had like quadruple bypass surgery, which like I felt like should have been like, whoa, dude, you can tell he's like too stressed out because right. he's fucking pissed off every single day about everything. Yeah, that's, uh, that's so, yeah, how like, some people learn to get things done is just be super fucking angry about it. Right. I, mean, I could not believe, I don't know. I was like, okay, this is weird. Like, let's see how it goes. But I have never in my life met someone who acts as crazy as this guy who's like, oh, it was just like, like, it's like his business. And he's like, like, everything about running a business makes him fly off the handle. Like the fucking phone. <laughs> he'd be like in the middle of doing something and he'd be like, fuck, what do they fucking want from me? And I'm like, oh, and one, I answer the phone. He doesn't even answer the phone. Like, why are you yelling? He's like, don't have to do that at all, dude. 
Like, don't have <laughs> a business so if you don't want to talk to the people who want to yeah. use your business. Don't work at a place with customers. Anybody who's ever had a job in the history of the world <laughs> right. knows you you don't want to be in front of customers. Yeah. So don't start a fucking business <clears throat> where you might be facing customers. How does somebody who hates everything about a small business end up running a, his own small business? It's, it's, it's fucked up, man. It's a smart decision, but I hate it. Yeah. I hate every minute of it. You could just be a worker. And he was you know, so bad at it, too. He, like, sucked at it. Like his prices yeah. were so like to way too low for like the stuff that you know we had to do, and like it just seemed like he was like really bad at running a business. So I was like, okay, this is crazy. And like most of the days a week, um, it was like just me with him. <laughs> so he's like just like flying off the handle about like fucking everything. And also part of the other thing he said in the interview was like. Oh, actually, like my style is that I like don't uh, train you and I don't tell you how to do something. I basically will just uh, hope that you do it right. And if it's not right, you have to fix it. And I was like, oh, okay, that sounds kind of fucked up, but. Classic management style. Yeah. No, I'm not going to tell you what to do and hope you figure it out style. I like it. I like it. He just tells you, yeah, he just tells you that right away. He's like, yeah, that's kind of my style. And he basically was like, talking shit about like every single person he's ever worked with and like mm. was like yeah I used to teach at the college but like you know they like wanted me to be like this and like change who I am or whatever and like all these people are idiots except for me oh god type of guy yeah, classic <laughs> boy oh it was so crazy and I was like I was like how how is anyone uh working for him because the other the other two people who worked there yeah, they were like young, like RISD students, and they just basically like quietly like listened to him go on and on. The only thing that would make him, uh, I would try to start a conversation with him about uh, bands that he liked and like saw in the 70s or whatever, because that's like the only thing he like wanted to talk about that wasn't like. Yeah. That's a yeah. real type of guy. So depressing <laughs> and annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Bad company? Was it bad company you had to talk to him about? Because that, that's something I could talk about. A lot. So much shit. He'd be like, yeah, we used to like, you know, talking about all the concerts he went to, like, we saw so-and-so. Whatever. So stupid. Saying and, you saw a dead artist, and, though, does kind of rip. Like, when I tell yeah. people I saw Pantera, it's like, yeah. hey, you'll never see Pantera. Yeah. I mean, I gotta say... One of my secrets to life is letting old guys go off about like the best concert they ever saw. Yeah. yeah. That's all they want to talk about. Yeah, Once yeah. they see a great concert, they like file it away in their memory as I want someone to ask me about this so bad. So hopefully like, someone 20 to 25 years right. younger than me. Give me a reason. Really cool. Mention music. Yeah. Yeah. Just mention music. Yeah, like I don't, I don't mind hearing about it. I was kind of like, this is so much more pleasurable than hearing him talk about literally anything else. Right, it's and, how you like, tame them. It was it, like made him like me so yeah like, it, it seems like you yeah. wanted him to like you at least so right well, you me, want him off your ass at the we'll least. just try this method i mean me and brian also but, have yeah, the, so, the thing of like saying like oh the con the last concert i went to was actually the best one i've ever seen in my life but those guys like pick one and they're like, fuck, I, I saw that. I saw Bonham with Led Zeppelin. I'm mm. never going to see a better concert mm. ever. There's not <laughs> no one. One doesn't exist. My favorite sentence to hear after a concert is as you're walking out, somebody telling their friends, uh, that's a good concert, but 
I saw him like two years ago, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's actually the really best concert. Yeah. <laughs> we went to a wing concert, and I heard a guy walking behind me like, that was an excellent wing concert, but two years ago was the best wing. Like he's an archivist. Been, yeah, he's been waiting to say that around yeah. a bunch of people for two years. It was I mean, the last time. Yeah, and it's the show... Obviously, you love the show I didn't go to. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was yeah. your favorite show of all time. Yeah, I can't, Such a type I can't of really, music guy, man. I can't music talk guys. about that one. Yeah. Yeah, part of it, I guess, is just being like, oh, everything now uh, sucks and is stupid because it's not like a, a giant concert. Like, it's not going to be like, you know, fucking Bowie or whatever. It's like, mm -hmm. now it's all, all the music. It's like, a hundred people listen to the band. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. It is harder to find like, I mean, those big bands are out there still, but it feels, I don't know. I don't like seeing concerts and arenas. I don't think me at neither. all. Like I think it just, it really kills it for me. I remember the first arena show I saw after only seeing club shows. Cause like I didn't start going to concerts until I was 16 and that's when I got way into new metal, and that was like the very early days of new metal. So they were playing like Corn was playing like small clubs. Right. So the first probably ten concerts I saw were like at small clubs, and then we went to see Pantera with White Zombie in an arena, and they wouldn't let me down on the floor without mm. a ticket that said floor, so <laughs> I couldn't get in the pit. That made me nuts. We ended up sneaking down, but like. Also, you're just standing in this huge fucking room and it just, I don't feel vibes that, I mean, no. I can feel vibes, but you know, it's kind of hard to feel like you're really into, and the people that go to arena shows now are awful. They're yeah. Just, Cause they have the money for arena shows. I had to save it up. Yeah. I'd feel like a tool. If I saw like Mick Jagger now, I'd feel very played. That's yeah. not the same Mick Jagger that we all signed <laughs> yeah. up for 40 years yeah, he's ago. Pushing 80, man. Yeah. I can't believe those guys. Me like neither. I know it's hacky to say that like the Rolling Stones, you know, they're old, but doing concerts when you're 80 is like before they were like 65, 70. Right. when the joke started yeah and it was like okay but now i'm ultra impressed if you're doing concerts yeah. at fucking oh, over yeah. 80 yeah. years people old. don't even bother to make the joke anymore because <laughs> it's just run out of steam and they're still going like and they're it's clearly more powerful I than any saw of us james brown like a couple of years before he died and he came out on stage and yeah. he would take long breaks in between songs and stuff and he would come out and I tell you, that guy at whatever age he was, 75, 80 years old, could still do his little leg things every once in a while. He just couldn't do them continuously, but every leg in the, the, the well, high I can't do it song. at all. Yeah, yeah. No. and I'm I mean, 30. This is, wow. this is fucking James Brown, you know? He still had a little in him. You yeah. Know, even old age. Well, none of us had any of it in us in the first place. So. <laughs> yeah, that's so <laughs> It's true. kind of mood. Yeah, I can do it now. <laughs> all right, learning. Uh, yeah, so basically this this dude was crazy and there is kind of like a happy ending to the story because I decided uh, this is terrible and I need to quit, but I'm going to wait till the end of the week when he hands me my check and I'm going to go outside and stand next to my car so I can drive away if it goes bad. Mm. But I was like, dude, like I can't work for you anymore because you're like, so mad about everything and it's impossible to work with you yeah. and I think you should like go to the doctor yeah. <laughs> like, oh, good idea. a fucking horrible way to live your life dude yeah <laughs> yeah that's incredible to so say I like, thought you're he was gonna be all pissed guy. off but he was like yeah it was like it seems like you're ruining your own life 
by being this way and you like know that you're like this but you're not like doing anything about it so what did so, you say um i basically well i just told him that i'm like you're like the way you talk to me is like very disrespectful and like i can't work in an environment where you're like having angry outbursts every day it's just like not something i couldn't put up with and you sure. definitely don't pay me enough for it yeah yeah and he was like oh i'm sorry like i know that i suck or whatever <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> oh my god he's like i know i suck he was like actually yeah he did like a 180 he was like all apologetic and like <laughs> acting super weird oh, kind of uh, uh, yeah Oof. I know, I like it was a weird, like, asshole. shitty, like, boyfriend thing to say, I guess. But yeah. the real happy ending is that um, I found, like, the contact info of the Instagram of the person who had the job before me. Because I was going to ask her, like, how do you deal with this guy? But then <laughs> by the time she accepted my request, I had, like, quit already. Uh-huh. So <laughs> we just got coffee. And I was like, yeah, that was crazy, huh? And she was like... She worked for him for two fucking years. I worked for him for a month before I quit. Oh. But <laughs> he kept telling her. So she validated like, everything you thought about this guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was like even more crazy that I guess I don't want to waste all your time and get into all of it, but it was like even worse. And he was like telling her he was going to give her the business and like basically stringing her along. Mm. And she eventually quit too. And she just started her own book bindery. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. So, that's the way to skills. go. It's probably Winning more successful than his. This guy has to be stopped. Even yeah. just for his own yeah. good. Give you he really business. does. He really should be stopped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he's basically like abusing college students to like run his business. Um, but yeah, fuck him. Yeah. That sounds, I mean, guys that employ mainly college students are going to be mean because they're not going to respect them is always the issue. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And I wanted him to like hear to his face like, this is like not how you treat people and you should like fucking get it together. Yeah. Yeah. I never quit any job before and it felt pretty good to tell him that. I still haven't really quit a job, so I know the feeling. All right, Lermy, thanks for calling. We're going to get this last call so we can uh, go home and watch Winning Time. <laughs> okay, peace. Thanks, peace. guys. Yeah. Peace. Thanks, Lerm. All right, last one. Make it quick. Thanks for calling, Street Fighter. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, it's Dan from Connecticut. I apologize about a, uh, a pretty heavy uh, last call about Roe vs. Wade and how um, I'm concerned that there's other rights such as uh, – same-sex marriage, contraceptive, sodomy, interracial marriage, and random rights that will also be overturned. Yeah. Um, and what Democrats are the, the opposition party basically is trying to make money off this, and they're doing the fuck all. They have the Senate, the House, you know, Joe Biden's losing the mind of the presidency, and, you know, all we have right now basically is the union movement, and I think the Democrats need to, to die as a party if we're going to anything. I'll take the call, or answer off the call. Thanks. All Bye. right. Well, that, yeah, I agree. The Democratic <laughs> Party has to die. Yeah. Literally, I don't think it's enough for it to die. I think it has to be made to die, defeated. forcefully defeated, goes down in flames, down and, in flames. Yeah, and then and con- not conquered, but overthrown. I guess. I mean, I think like people who like want good things to happen, getting engaged with. Like I always hate to change it from the inside. The Democrats, yeah. oh, we got to change them. You know what I mean? But like, I don't think you should 
you know, run as a Democrat to try to change the thing or anything like that. I'm just saying that, like, having people in the position that the Democrats are in that actually give a shit and are willing to fight for things is why that party, if, if it dies, then something else is going to show up. And it's going to be people that give a shit. And, like, the thing is, like, our ideas don't seem popular but when you start enacting our ideas they become extremely fucking popular <laughs> so I, I uh i i always felt like it's a total proof of concept thing uh, it, i wish we could use the i wish we could have them do some of the things like if they gave us universal health care people would like universal health care if they gave us fucking free utilities which is a new thing i'm on for some reason yeah, sure. is free utilities oh, great, i don't know yeah. why i'm on it but i am on it and stuff like that so like i think people would be real happy about that yeah i agree i mean yeah it's it can't be this i don't it's like the problem is is like so many people that are democrats or liberals are kind of just being like well it can't get that bad and they just mm. keep or just sitting there on their hands the whole time like surely the democrats won't let this happen it's yeah. you know i don't know what it's going to take it's going to take too much for them i, I worry you know if they get extinguished it's because they you know some sort of fascist right wing took took them out you know they've been coasting for like five decades since they did yeah. anything meanif meaningful whatsoever yeah. and then they've been holding everybody else hostage for the last 30 years as they've just like sat by and watched whatever had been one in the past like reproductive rights just watch it slowly squandered away and now it's like now that we see the rule that they followed led us to this you know they're trying to pull everybody back in once more one right. more midterm one more presidential election we just need we'll the parliamentarian we just yeah. need the, yeah there's we, always some special guy they can wheel out and that's the reason they can't get anything 59 done. senators we just need one more so right. we can blah 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 always it's one all, more oh yeah always <laughs> joe one manchin's more, one, one of more them. election yeah. yeah joe manchin is one of those guys right. why would we ever believe yeah. that if we got more democrats in office that they wouldn't be like god Damn it, Joe Manchin won't let us do it yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, damn Joe Manchin. Goddamn Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema. That's very, why nothing gets done. Yeah. They're very useful for the party, though, because yeah. they can set up then for all the Democrat diehard liberals out there. They can set up enemies that are like not without the outside the party, but within the party. So you can right. change it. Maybe we can get rid of them and change it again yeah. from the inside. Get rid very, of just one of those. Just one, one cinema or one mansion, and then we'll have a get rid of the dinos all that horseshit man. right well, and i gotta just we gotta let it go man. i used to hate the uh theory that they lose on purpose because it's easier to not have power than it is to have power but i sort of don't think i believe i i feel like maybe they are not really that they don't care that much to lose because then they don't have to do anything because when they have power they don't do anything and we Anyways, yell at them for yeah. not doing anything yeah, yeah. if they don't have power everybody will be like oh they can't do that because the republicans won't let them yeah. so i don't know it's it's like a money it's like a money generating operation where yeah. you can pay off a bunch of 
people that work for campaigns and shit like that is what it feels like to me now. It just doesn't even feel like a party. The money that they make to be politicians isn't that much, but then they get enmeshed in all these like lobbying and like patronage networks or whatever. So you get elected to Congress once for like two years. You can dine off on, dine out on that for the next like 40 years. And that's what they're protecting is all these networks of power and money that you know are tied into the, the Democratic are, Party. Yeah. Uh, they don't care about legislation per se, but they don't want to lose that gravy train. Dude, I don't need like uh, uh, I I don't need a bunch of money in my bank if people are taking me out and paying me, to, right. And I'm eating fancy food. That's fucking exactly what I would want to be doing anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just campaign for Sending the rest of my life. Junkets? Yeah. I've never been on a fucking junket. I love junket. the sound of a junket. Please. It sounds so glamorous. Once in my life, I want to go on a goddamn junket. Yeah. I don't care where it is. All right, that's the show. Go to Rockaway Beach. (laughs) Yeah, thanks everybody for listening. This is Street Fight Radio. Thank you to our guests. Uh, Sean can be found on the Antifada podcast. Uh, Rax, you have a book out, uh, Tacky. I do. Uh, uh, what's what's the rundown? Uh, it, it actually just got reviewed by the New York Times, and I'm going to use the phrase that the guy in the New York Times uses, which is that my book leads with its crotch. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, they they like said it. crotch in the New York Times about me, so that was, that was oh, pretty tight. That. Yeah, That's all you that. need to know. Yeah. I'm doing an event for it uh, here in Columbus tomorrow night, May 10th is the date tomorrow. at the book loft at uh two dollar radio two dollar radio headquarters that place is so cool you're gonna love it i'm really excited it's with I, hanif abdurakiv and i really don't oh, want to embarrass I, myself in front of I him i think it's also may 9th i just looked at my phone i think it's may 9th whatever day tomorrow is. my daughter hired him to do an anti-racist speech at her school that's cool and uh she's like he's so cool he's man. incredible yeah and like makes me she doesn't you know, she's not saying, you know, it's also pretty cool what you do. Right. You know? <laughs> it's like, this guy's so great. Yeah, this is the cool guy in my life now. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's what happened. You got replaced. All right. We'll see you on Wednesday. Peace. Peace.